Hi, I'm Raymond. And, uh, oh, my throat went a bit weird there. Hi, I'm Raymond, and you're listening to Insert Quest here. And today's quest is Base Raiders. Uh, this is our new campaign. Uh, the Raider Raid Race to the Adventure... <laughs> Fuck, I fucked that up immediately. The Raider Raid Race to the Base Adventure Race International Series. Whew. 2017. <laughs> uh, we'll just be calling it Adventure Base Raiding for short. Uh, <clears throat> so Base Raiders, for those that don't know, uh, is a superhero, a super-powered game where all the superheroes and supervillains disappeared after an event called Ragnarok. Uh, but they uh, left behind all their it. shit. Did I? Fuck! <laughs> I left they left behind all their shit, like their superhero bases, like, you know, Batman's Fortress of Solitude, a villain's one that I can't... The Hall of Doom, I think that's a thing. The Clubhouse of Evil. Um, all that sort of stuff was left behind. And so after a few months, people were like, hang on a minute, we can break in there and get superpowers. And so people did. So this game is essentially a dungeon crawling game where you're where you have superpowers as opposed to being fantasy characters. Um, it can be about you know making profit. Can be all capitalistic. It can just be that the base rating is a means to become superheroes. What we've chosen though uh, is that for our characters, uh, base rating is a means to uh, stardom and riches. Uh, they are professional base raiders in a sport known as adventure base raiding. Uh, they and other competing teams are told the general area where a base can be found and then have to try and get to the base before the other teams and make that base uh, safe to traverse uh, before one of the other teams uh, can do it. They have five days to accomplish this task. Um, and they are filmed 24-7. Well, 24-5, I guess, uh, as they're going. This There are six races per series. Uh, so uh, the players and I will be designing those six. Uh, the first one they've designed... <laughs> is in the Nile Delta, but we'll get to that in a moment. I think what we're going to do is we're going to have our players introduce uh, themselves uh, and their characters, and then we're going to fill in a couple of blanks about uh, their characters and uh, backgrounds, and then we're going to kick things off with a nice, overly dramatic intro. So who wants to introduce themselves first? Ryan does! I will. There you go. Because everyone else is muted. Cool. Um, I'm Finn. I'm playing Yuri, who is uh, the ghost of a professional rally raid racer, resurrected into a uh, mechanical samurai body, and now uh, with the ability to uh, possess machines, specifically um, the car in which we enter race in, is one of my main main forms. Indeed. So, uh, Yuri is both Yuri is both their driver and their transport. Yes. Cool. Who wants to go next? All right. I guess I will. Hey, everybody. I'm Ryan. 
Uh, in this campaign, I'm going to be playing Amriel, the fallen angel. Um, she was a demon, or she, she still is a demon, but um, about a century ago, she was summoned to Earth by a sorceress named Azvira the Wicked, and she was held in thrall most of that time, used as sort of like a bodyguard and um, magical muscle. And then when, Ragnar when Ragnarok happened... Um, my mistress disappeared mysteriously, leaving, you know, me, uh, free to my own devices. Um, I came into base raiding because, uh, after the sorceress disappeared, um, a bunch of her other magical thralls and I were sort of holed up in her inner sanctum and it was raided by base raiders, and my character saw an opportunity to improve her position and not have to live um, in a dusty old library. So she uh, turned traitor on all of the other magical beings and helped the base raiders and has since turned to be become a competitive base raider. Nice. All right, then. Uh, I am Alex. You probably know me from the Ragnardrock podcast, or the Ragnardrock, where all the superheroes went away. Uh, one and, of the two. Yeah, one of those two. Uh, and I am going to be playing Greg, the hyper-intelligent alien nanosworm. Um, he is a floating cloud of nanoscopic uh, alien microbes that come together to form this entity. He was born off the Gestalt cloud uh, on oh, oh, Resendi 6, uh, and he was sent to Earth to scout it out for a possible invasion slash conquering slash get together, depending on how things went. Uh, when he arrived on Earth, he learned that his species, his entire race had been enslaved to be a never-ending fuel source, or I should say lift source, for the terrible war zeppelins of the Zikloth, who are feared across the galaxy. So he joined the base racing movement because he figured that would be the best way for him to find these bases and break into them and get stuff to hopefully save his species. He's super smart, and his thing is that as he is a cloud of nanobots, he can envelop things and manipulate them. So he's really good at studying things and taking them apart and sometimes even putting them back together. I realize one of my skills gives me treatment physical, so if anyone's hurt, I can fix them. I can't rem Did you say that you're a an organic cloud? Like you're Oh, I said, I said microbes, didn't I? I meant nanobots. Right. Because yeah. that's fine. There are. I just was trying to remember the actual term for organic nano machines. There's a word for it. I can't remember what it is. Oh. Well, <laughs> maybe he's that. And if you stand inside of him, he smells like a fart. Wonderful. One second. <laughs> Don't die, Raymond. All of a sudden, I started coughing. It was horrible. Um, Clinton. Oh, oh, topical. I assume because I don't watch the news. She uh, talked today, and that was a thing. Oh, so we're reenacting the plot yeah. of Doctor Who. I guess. Oh, Prime Minister, you look tired. Oh yeah. Is the Prime Minister going to have to retire? <laughs> a spaceman said she looked tired. Does that mean she's going to die? Yep. Um. So, uh, you guys got 
uh, I don't know how you all uh, first met each other, but the reason, uh, but we're going to get into that in a moment. Uh, you're, uh, however, new to the pro circuit of adventure base rating uh, after having won um, a uh, regional event in Sydney uh that basically got you entered as the rookie wild card for this season uh of the international series uh but how did you guys first team up uh as an adventure based rating team does anyone have any thoughts on that i imagine it wasn't at the event that you got in for because i don't think you would have won <laughs> if we had just yeah. fallen together hmm. I don't think you even would have been sent an invite. <laughs> Everyone likes Greg. Um, <laughs> I suppose, well, I, I feel like of the characters, myself, Yuri, would have, like, I was sought out base rating, like, deliberately. Um, yeah, because it has some familiarity to you. Yes. It also and makes like, use of your new skills. Yeah, um, as a as a thing of like my desire and like need to race. Essentially, it seemed like the next best thing. And after dying, it's kind of hard to top that. So like, this seemed like a good option. Um, so, so maybe you put out a maybe you put out a want ad in in the uh, base rating underground. Mm -hmm. Of wanted other people to be in car. Uh, machine possessing ghost looking for fellow <laughs> base raiders to join base raiding team. Point mm. base racing team. <laughs> uh, well, machine ghosts need uh, repair sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm good at that. Yeah, I feel like my character probably would have answered one of those ads because um, she has the complication aspect, the me in team, so she's in it for herself. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Can't wait to compel that. Um, and she probably would have figured that you know a ghost could use a nice big bruiser demon to follow them around and keep them safe. A ghost could really use a demon to boss them around, right? Uh, and a machine ghost definitely, or at least the machine part. Greg has not yet been able to figure out how to manipulate the ghost part. But the machine parts can always be fixed or taken apart, both of which are things Greg likes to do. Fantastic. Mm. So what was this, uh, what was your inaugural uh, base? Actually, I have a question. Uh, Yuri, yeah. when they all joined up, did you, like, put them through any kind of training or did you just go, let's just dive in head first? Let's <laughs> see how we play in the field. Let's just hit the ground running. Yeah. See, I feel like any any learn, like learn by doing. <laughs> yeah, see any any like prior um like structure I would have had for like how do we figure out whether we're suitable candidates or not wouldn't have really applied in that I was, would have been like, mm, okay, so a cloud and a demon. Not really sure what criteria we need to test here. Um yeah, so I feel like it would have been a trial by fire, if, if anything. All right, so where was this base that you first hit? Um, well, I guess, okay, well, if I was 
Okay, so my like origin is essentially that I was resurrected into a samurai army warrior body by the uh, villain Cybernetto. Cybernetto um, loved robot armies, but was not a big fan of programming. And so, no. how do you get around that? Summon <laughs> ghosts into your robots hmm. to access their minds. Yeah, then you like slave them to the machines and you're good. Yeah. Um, so, I, I feel like in my head, Sabonetta was like Japan based. Um, yeah. It's on the archipelago. Hmm. Maybe, maybe one of the volcanoes? Sure. There's that island where everyone has to permanently wear gas masks. Maybe somebody had a base there. Oh. Yeah. Does that sound good? Yeah, yeah. sounds good. Sounds well, fantastic. Greg doesn't breathe, so sure. Yeah. Now, we're meant to be using <laughs> these to create aspects, I believe. Yes. Um, we're going to get a crossover adventure aspect. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm wondering... One second, sorry. You guys discuss more about this, how this mm -hmm. went. Uh, well, um, because we got drafted. True. Well, we got drafted in a later race. That doesn't necessarily mean that this one went well. True, true. This one could have been a horrible failure. Why not both? No, no. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe it went to maybe hell. Maybe there was a fourth team member that didn't make it out. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So it, it went to hell and the base, it, the base was co completely destroyed, uh, but we managed to get out with some loot. Barely, just enough, just barely enough to cover your losses. Right. Yeah. Well, which included a person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why the Gestalt doesn't just spawn another one, but apparently that's a big thing for why, humans. Why does not the human Gestalt form a new one of this this individual? You humans can reproduce. Why to not perform his him? role? Exactly. Why Why does your Gestalt take so long to program new members? <laughs> Exactly. Um, okay. I'm wondering whether if in that, like, catastrophic failure of this raid, um, that race, that whether, yeah, like, in some way, either my car or my samurai were, like, horribly destroyed. Um, Ooh, was... What, what about this? What about this? So it was a it was a miserable failure. We barely got out with our lives, um, but um, it was it was really well publicized and it looked really cool. And that's why we got invaded invited rather to the to the pro circuit. There was an awesome picture of us emerging from like one of those <laughs> you know, everything explodes behind you and you don't look back and the photographer right. happened to get like this awesome shot of us running away where we looked no, cool. no one knew that the reason Yuri wasn't looking back was because uh, the motivators on his neck bracket were completely uh, locked exactly and no <laughs> and one ever knows where we were walking away from was the car or something <laughs> okay so you, that's how you got invited to the pro circuit. You know, they're like, all right, you did really good on that volcano run. Get yourselves to Sydney. <laughs> Why? What's in Sydney? Chance at the big time. All right. Cool. 
Um, hmm. So what what aspects could we take from that? Um, I assume you all take can all take different aspects. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. gonna open the base rating book and see if there's like mm. a thing that tells me how to do this to give um. you advice. <laughs> One of my aspects, just so you know, is already a uh, complication, a minor complication. Well, these don't have to be complications. You know? I know, I know. I'm just trying to. Uh, I just want I to. I think let we you all know. have a complication, do we? You guys are the ones that are making these aspects, so I'm not yeah. going to force anything. I will make suggestions if you can't come up with something. Um, hmm. uh, I'm trying to think of something about me being like torn apart and put back together. Mm. Humpty Dumpty. Mm. Keep thinking out loud. I need Humpty to go Dumpty check. syndrome. <laughs> yeah, something about like being torn apart and put back together repeatedly. Well, Humpty Dumpty couldn't be put back together. No. Uh, so what, what is something you... that? Oh, Cyrus syndrome. And oh, that sounds mm -hmm. a lot cooler. It does. Cyrus was cut apart and then put back together. Uh, okay. um, yeah, yeah. That sounds. That sounds relevant. What? Uh, hmm. Yeah, regeneration, rebirth. That sounds legit. I kind of want. Uh, yeah, that could. I don't know what. I don't know how that would benefit you though. Like, for, as an aspect. Hmm. When would I invoke Osiris Syndrome? Yeah. When would you invoke I was broken a lot and put back together? But I guess that could come into, like, um, like, it would be useful in, like, adapting to, like... I was going to um, say uh, you could play on um, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Yeah. Use it to defend against things. So because you've been broken before, you're mm -hmm. not as likely to be terrified by it happening happening again. So like maybe you could you say that you can be like so an example is like, Oh, your arm flies off, you're like, I'm gonna you yeah, know, power through this. Yeah, adapting yeah, so like, to like, like functioning if on you don't if you don't do what I say, I'm gonna tear you limb from limb and you're like, Fuck you, mate. I've suffered through that before. Been there done yeah. that. Maybe, maybe you also you also learned like how much of your body could be destroyed because when yeah. you were first put into it, you didn't know like how the possession worked. So if you lost your arm, it would be like a biological arm, and you're shit out of luck. But then you learned that oh no, I can just get it reattached and it works fine. What yeah, and, like I could. What doesn't kill me to, like, lets push. me know my limits. Exactly. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and, like pushing when like yeah, like I'm essentially half failed, but I can still like push past that and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Good. Also, I'm Some all in favor of any kind of aspect that can easily be um, compelled, because bad yeah. things are good. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, your body fell apart again. <laughs> good. Okay. Now I'm just picturing how Bato was from Ghost in the Shell is always buying weight training equipment. Like, I, was picturing, I was picturing uh, Edward Alphonse from Ghost in the Shell. Oh, yeah. He's always Wait. breaking his arm. Yeah. Wait, no, no, not Edward. The the big one of the suit of armor. The big one? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. Alphonse? I thought their last name was Alphonse. No, their last name. Yeah, Alphonse. Their yeah. last name's Elric. Yes, it is Alphonse. Okay. 
because I call him Al. You yep. can call me Al. Um, do you all have aspects? I had to go check a thing. Oh, uh, I don't think Ryan and I do. Right. Um, I have I have one free that I was saving yeah. for my. Uh, I I think I'm going to do something. Oh well, with... if you do, if you don't want to do if you don't want to have one for the crossover adventure, that's fine. I think the crossover adventure one's optional. Um, yeah, equally, like so... you can swap any one of your frees for. Yeah. yeah, if you just want to leave that, if you just want to leave one free, that's fine. I just know that Finn really wanted to do it because he yeah. mentioned yeah. it several yeah. times. So what happens if we have a free aspect? That's that... uh, you fill it in. You fill it in as we play. It's basically like you leave it blank, so because yeah. you don't yet know everything about how you're going to use your character, so you leave it gotcha. free, so you can be like, "Oh, I have this aspect related to this thing about my background that I didn't mention till just now." Gotcha. It's meant to be mm -hmm. like a couple of runs. Yeah, but I think I think in this it was like it was sort of well when I was reading the character stuff it was like strongly essentially like fill in an aspect for every one of your background um, questions. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it seemed. I just I was saving that one for the crossover adventure, but I can't yeah. think of yeah. anything. But good. then like equally, I think it's fun if you like save. If you can't one. think of anything good, that's fine. We'll just you can kind of use this first one as well. Like you might think of something good as we're playing. Yeah, I think I might do something related to uh, the minor internet celebrity. Uh, that came from that video of us escaping the, the volcano base. <laughs> uh -huh. Shaky cam footage celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> wants a piece of the fart. <laughs> Be mine for that. Um, also, I'm pretty sure I have somehow uh, fucked up my stress because I don't have anything and I know I have some bonuses, but when that happens, we'll get to that. I'm not quite sure what you mean. Is this link perhaps your character sheet? Uh, no, I c oh yeah, I can no, I can't send you my character sheet. Can no, I? no, no, that's fine. I just wasn't sure what this link you dropped was. That was just like my aspects and what's not. Okay, hmm. well, I don't have permission to actually open that, but I I'm sure it's really? good. Oh, no. okay. Well, then I will change that right now. I figure at least that way you can know what to compel or whatnot. Yeah, yeah I will probably have to start making a list of those. Mm, that's why I dropped my doc in the thing as well. I'll probably put them in the campaign notes at some point. Um, that again. Oh, yeah. There we go. That one should work. Oh, yeah. Sure-footed and hard-headed. Just so that's you know, my, I, have, yeah, I have a pair of aspects. One is everything can be disassembled, and my comp my minor complication is, but not everything can be reassembled. Oh, oh, that's like Johnny Five. Well, when Greg first landed in a cornfield in Kansas, the kindly old farming couple that pulled him out of his pod, he disassembled <laughs> them to find out how humans work and was unable to put them back together. That's feels bad about my that. favorite twist on, <laughs> on Superman ever. That's even better than Lois Lane and Clark Kent first having sex. Like, what yeah. the hell is that? The pincers. Why do you have pincers? To stop you from running away. <laughs> I actually also have a like double barrel aspect, which is like, Darkest moment is thrown into the abyss of when I died, and joining the movement is came back for more. Nice. Oh, nice. More. nice. I love that. Oh, aspects are so fun to name. Yeah. <laughs> they are. 
Greg. Oh, okay, cool. So everyone yes, find it's, it's their... three G's, Greg. Yeah, does everybody <laughs> find and kick things off then? Sure. Yep. And you can yeah. fill in your blank aspect as we play. All right. Let's do it. Uh, so, where is my thing? All right. So, uh, you guys have uh, been chilling in on the outskirts of Alexandria for about a week now. Uh, you know, you were flown here uh, pretty much straight. Uh, well, no, you would have. After the Sydney event, you were like told you would have a month to get to Cairo. Uh, the the rep from Raiderade that was basically set up as, to handle your travel noted that it would be difficult for you to smuggle yourselves aboard standard airlines. Uh, so they arranged for a, a charter plane to take you from uh, Sydney to wherever you needed to go to prep yourselves. Uh, and then you would have been taken from there to Alexandria. Uh, in advance of the Raider Raid competition. Um, the other teams, though, don't really show up until, like, a day before things are meant to be kicking off. Um, the True Survivors, which are uh, basically action movie heroes from a parallel Earth, um who are basically expatriates expatriates uh, living here as their retirement. And this is what they do for fun. Um, they uh, rock, uh, rock up with a six-wheeled land cruiser uh, and two dirt bikes uh, and a very shoddy-looking marquee. Uh, their camp looks... Like um, a combination of uh, spring break uh, and Kruger from Elysium barbecuing. Uh, you know, there's cyborgs in board. There's a cyborg in board shorts, constantly cooking and drinking beer. There's uh, someone that looks like David Hasselhoff. Uh, if he was Hispanic, working on the Land Cruiser. There's this uh, Asian-looking gentleman constantly working out and doing martial arts stances. Uh, yeah, it's... It's, you know, it's... It, it, they don't even... They just seem to be, like, just relaxing and enjoying it. The Valkyrs show up. In a decommissioned uh, Russian military plane, uh, all ten of them strut out the back as their armored personnel carrier that has been stripped of all weapons is slowly rolled down the back ramp. Uh, and then two support trailers roll out uh, as long uh, as well as a bunch of doctors. Uh, their prep seems to mostly be checking their, uh, firearms, uh, and injecting themselves with various serums. Uh, they're all women as well. Uh, the Valkyrs take this 
perhaps a little too seriously. Uh, they don't send out all ten of them, though, when they kick things off. Uh, they just, uh, they'll, like, choose the five that are best suited for the task at hand based on, you know, the research that they've done. And then the, how is their name pronounced? Then the, uh, TKS Super Race Team, uh, the Brazilian, uh, Japanese motorsports team, uh, show up. They, uh... Come, they actually seem to be coming from nearby because they fly over uh, with a very strange looking car strapped to the bottom of a twin propeller uh, heavy lifting uh, helicopter. And then they drop this down, and then they like uh, a, a semi shows up. Uh, an hour or so later with a bunch of like, um, it's just a, like a normal sort of support trailer you'd see for uh, motorsport. So like it unfolds into all these like tool bays and everything. And they start like, ch- and then the triplets who are the TKS super race team uh, start like tuning the engine and like checking the wheel pressure and all this stuff. Um, you're a bit, put off by the fact that you'd been hanging around for like a week and everyone else just shows up the day before. Um, You feel a bit like, you know, the kids that show up way too early to the first day of school, you know, or, you know, showing up to showing up to your first university slash college class and no one else is there. Uh, You know, not quite sure why no one else turned up early. You're not quite sure what everyone else was doing. Uh, but uh, do you guys do anything on that on the day that everyone arrives? Do you try and interact with any of the other teams? Uh, Greg would very much like to go over to the Super Sports team and look at their car. TKS? Yes. Yes, okay. So... Um, so it's, um, at a distance, it looks kind of like a heavily, a heavy suspension, um, muscle car. But as you get closer, it's more like a ute or, um, what would be an American equivalent of a ute? Um, an El Camino, an El Camino is like a ute, you know, it looks like a muscle car with, uh, with like a tray on the back. Okay. Uh, like a Hilux, like a technical, um, uh, but it's, there's, there's the, tr- it looks like there's meant to be a tray at the back, but there's not a tray. There's all this fucking equipment and like this large sort of sci-fi looking thing and you realize that that's like a power plant for a builder base uh, tech base like that's essentially a fusion reactor powering their car um you as you get really close you notice the wheel uh the tire treads on the wheels are changing thickness and pattern um as as uh the engineer 
of uh, for what is the engineer for TKS's name as uh, Takuma 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 uh, is sitting there with like a uh, eye, uh, ruggedized uh, touchpad uh, like running through a bunch of options you see him like pressing stuff and the tread like changing its configuration it sort of um, ripples a bit as it changes um, you see uh Koki, uh, messing with the uh, messing with uh, the comms that are strapped to the roof of it. Uh, he seems to be like patching something, uh, and you see uh, Ayumi uh, sitting in the uh, driver's seat, uh, doing a bunch of checks. Um, they all have sort of servo harnessy looking things strapped to them, uh, kind of similar to the stuff that makes up your teammate Yomi's Yumi, Yuri. They make Yuri. up Yuri's uh, android body, his robot body. Okay. Um, so, like, that's probably where all of all of the. TKS team are essentially adepts. They're all like really skilled at the thing they do, and then the so like super super smart or super gifted as a pilot or whatever. And then they have like you know just some light tech to give them not really superpowers, but to give them enough. They're kind of engineer their way out of a problem. Is their okay. shtick? Uh, but yeah, um, they're working on their car. I'm trying to find a picture for you. <laughs> so, uh, Greg has uh, one of his skill trappings as languages at Ascendant, so he speaks every language on Earth. So, as he floats over, he says in Japanese, Greetings, fellow base racers. That is a very interesting transportation machine you have. Thanks. Uh, Greg. Greg. Right, Greg. Yes. It is the closest approximation that I could create for humans to understand. My name is the sound that the hunter storms on my home planet make as they prowl the plains. The hunter storms. Yes, they hunt right. us. As the name would suggest, I suppose. Uh, can we help you out with something? I just wanted to admire your machine. Uh, one of my teammates uh, is usually something like that. Right, yeah. You guys you guys have that uh, ghost in the machine guy, right? Indeed. May I examine your car? Um, you see them... Uh, you see the two of the triplets look to uh, Takuma, who's the engineer. Uh, and also the uh, oldest of the uh, triplets. Mm -hmm. um, and he sort of rolls his eyes, and then uh, Kayuki, the, uh, the one that was working on the radio, is like, yeah, okay, sure, I guess. Just, um, you know, don't, don't mess with anything. We're trying to get ready for the... the for the race, you know. Oh, no, no. Of yeah. course. Uh, and Greg just slowly, uh, like a cloud, like a fog bank just passes over the car. 
Um, and I would like to, <laughs> I would like to use one of my skills as alien super scientist, and I have the examine trapping for that. So I would like to roll to see what I can learn, like if I could figure out what their car can do. Sure, go for it. Um, you hear Ayumi go, "What's that smell?" Yeah. <laughs> um, so if it's at ascendant, I still have to roll, or I, I don't, I don't remember. Um. Or I just, I just closed, so you probably don't have to roll. Okay. They're not trying to hide anything from you. All right. Um, so it's, it's this... a good rating ascendance. Yeah, this car is like this car, as I've already pointed out, has like adaptive adaptable wheels. Yeah. And can and is powered by a fusion plant. Um. It also has uh, sort of these pop, this pop-up swivel-mounted uh, laser gun embedded oh. in the bonnet. Um, you also detect that the suspension is programmable. Um, it, it the outer layer, which looks like steel, is actually uh, a metal ceramic sandwiched nano-weave composite uh, with a non-Newtonian component between the layers. <laughs> okay, uh, so lots of armor. Uh, well, not... It can stand up to, like, any Earth military. It probably wouldn't hold up against someone with, like, laser beam eyes. Gotcha. Uh... Yeah. Um, what is the name of that movie? Yeah. Uh, it also seems to have uh, water processing capacity, but it doesn't have a lot of storage, so they can't be... And you didn't don't find any really food stores. You see that there's sort of like cargo... Not cargo racks, but like there's sort of these nets that are attached to the rear back, mm -hmm. uh, the rear sides, like, of where the tray part is, where they've got their fusion plant and a bunch of other, like, tools and stuff embedded. And you okay. think they're probably going to strap their food and emergency medical supplies to that. Okay. Um, but uh, they won't... They're not going to have a lot of food, so they're... You can, t you can tell that this thing goes damn fast. Um, right. And it also appears to have some kind of uh, thrusters uh, around it. So you suspect that their plan is speed, uh, and their plan for dealing with wading through the Nile Delta is to not. They're going <laughs> to jump it. Interesting. They're, they're so I, would, I, would, I guess I will ask Yuri if he has allowed me to examine his car in the past. Yes, I would have. Yeah. So is this if you better back than together, Yuri's yeah. car? Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, it is. Okay. But, you know, there are some similarities in design, actually. Four um, wheels. If you're, if you're still going on that image that you sent me. Yes. So my car is essentially, yeah, yeah like a... Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah. That. Yeah, like an early 80s small two-door sedan um, that's then been modified yeah. with, like, like... Um, uh, articulated telescopic suspension 
essentially giant tractor tires. Um, and then the front half is essentially like a double layered grill because it has like um, multiple like chained motors, yeah. essentially. Yeah, is, so like yeah, while, while, while the while the triplets have like fusion power, uh, your 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 ghost driver has gotten extra horsepower by putting like two fucking engines in it. <laughs> we specifically, have um, specifically, the skill is ten one point six liter engines. <laughs> <laughs> Its aspect is six speed, nine hundred horsepower, two door sedan. Nice. Okay. I put two images in oh. there that'll give you a rough idea of the shape of the triplets car. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I compliment. I said, "Oh wow, this you have quite an exquisite vehicle." Thanks. Um, you know, yours is unique. Yeah, <laughs> unique. This one has yet to see another car like it. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah. Real unique. Well, good luck, fellow base racer. And I float mm. away. Back to back to my team. Good luck, Greg. What a weird guy. <laughs> Fucking base raiders, man. We're all such a strange lot. Whatever happened to, like, <laughs> you know... Just a bunch of humans and shit. Ryan, does your character need food? Um, I think she eats. Whether or not she needs it is kind of up for debate, I guess. You know. Okay. Because I was just because they're that they're mentioning their food and provisions and everything. We could save space because at least two of us do not need to eat. Well, I would argue that. Um, just because you don't necessarily need to eat doesn't mean that you don't need some kind of upkeep. Like, I mean, unless you've got, like, a superpower that is, like, super endurance or whatever, I would argue that you need some kind of input because thermodynamics. Um, like, I would well, argue that fart needs to consume energy. Whether he can get that by just disassembling sand, I don't care. Like... Okay. That's fine, but like you well, need. I mean, in either case, kind of if, if I need to disassemble stuff to refill my cloud, I, you know, I could do that with anything. Yeah, the only time free. that's the only time that's not going to be a problem is like in the vacuum of space. Yeah, but also yeah. Uh, he is his own workspace, so mm. Greg can disassemble and reassemble things within himself. Yeah, indeed. But yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, also, ignoring food is... minor invulnerability to physical damage. Yeah. I, like, ignoring food could be covered by an aspect or could be a trapping of a strange thing. Right. So, okay. I mean, I don't... I'm not going to be a dick about food, because that's not really the point yeah. of this game. But, like, you know... If ever, if you, if there's a scene where you're... If there's a scene where you're all, like, gathered around a fire, you know eating or whatever, then, like, farts probably, like, you know, cons might be hovering over the flames consuming its heat. <laughs> That's amazing. I was, I was on the fence about whether my character was a spiritual being made corporeal or uh, just brought into this, you know, the, the earthly plane um, 
I think it would make more sense if she if she was um, a, a physical a physical being. So I changed my mind about that. My character does need to eat. I mean, yeah, but you could you're a demon, so I would have no. You could eat. Uh, you could equally eat strange things. Like maybe you consume. You're a demon. Maybe you consume sin. Could be. I, I mean, that's up to you. Whatever. I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any aspects or or uh, powers that would let me do something like that. But hey. Yeah, indeed. I mean, that's something to consider. Um, and yeah, then that's obviously, right. I need to eat fuel because car. And then yes. maintenance for parts. Blacktop is a term for the road, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a slang term for road. Yeah, that's the name of the uh, member of True Survivor that has that is working on the car. His name is uh, Jacob Black, but he's referred to as Blacktop because uh, is, uh, before he had to abandon the other universe. He had an AI uh, car that was called Top. (laughs) (laughs) But he had to leave it behind. Sad. Um, Mm. Are you doing anything else, I guess? Uh, Yeah, is there anything else? I can't just, like... I don't know. Well, yeah, so you guys could describe to me what your camp looks like. You've been given, like... You're given a small grant... By Raider Raid to buy some supplies, uh, half a million dollars, mm-hmm. uh, which is enough to basically outfit a machine shop and get you a nice marquee and some yeah. screen printed uniforms if you so desire. I figure we kind of have like, um, well, I assume because Raider Raid would have had to transport my car. Yeah, um, they they got a uh, they got a morally flexible. Cargo plane pilot. Mm. <laughs> um, I mean, I would think that we would have to have some kind of like garage, portable garage to house Yuri. Yeah, I think like, maybe we have like a sort of well, like the true portable, survivors, like for semi, example. Like a, the true mm-hmm. survivors have a car as well, and they just have a tent and like uh, two two of those. Um, Two of those uh, large, tall boy um, tool chest things. Cabinet. Yeah. Yeah. cabinet. We just have two of those because, like, but they don't have any rate uh, base rating stuff in their car. Like, all of their superpowers are them. They don't pour any of their money in winnings into making the car super powered. Right. Yeah. So it's that just car. Hard. Their car is 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 packed with shit tons of aftermarket stuff, but has no superhero stuff. Okay. So it's it's a car anyone could get conceivably, if they. It's just... a car anyone with a lot of money could get. Yeah. yeah, it's a special type of Land Cruiser that actually exists in the real world. They're not cheap. <laughs> right. Yeah. They are very ostentatious. They are fuel guzzlers, and they can submerge up to a meter in the water. They have six Damn. wheels, and they have air compressors tethered to each uh, wheel so that you can reinflate and uh, adjust the air pressure at will. Wow. <laughs> it's, uh, it's in the inspiration document. It's a Top Gear um, 
episode basically yeah. it's an excerpt from top gear it's like 10 minutes long i think the valkyrie's yeah, vehicle is also in there and is also a top gear segment it's uh the south african apc that richard hammond like tries takes to a drive through and, and like the windows don't go down on it so they have to like push his hamburger and fries through this tiny hole Nice. Um, I was I was thinking since um, since Yuri is our transportation, um, maybe we have maybe we have like a trailer that we hitch to his to his back bumper. Okay. Yeah, and you just leave that at base camp when you start the race. Cause right. So Yuri, just, can you you could off. possess other machines, not just the two you have. Yes. Those are just like your two. Yeah. They're my like main ones, but yeah, yes, okay. I can like move out. Of, yeah, out okay. of one of them into another machine, but like requiring okay. like physical contact. So I have to like touch something else to then yep. like. Where does over. the robot sit? Does the robot sit in the passive in the driver's seat until like you need to get out of the car because it yes, needs to have physical generally. contact? Yeah, um, I think it'd be like, funnier if the robot sat in the passenger seats and the driver's seat. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I generally have the robot sit um, the samurai. Body sit in the driver's seat for the situation that, like, if I need to, I could then like switch back to the driver and actually drive, right? Um, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is slightly less effective, but like, if you need to like jump out or something, yeah, yeah, okay. Or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe a decent passenger. Who knows? Who knows? We'll mix it up. We'll figure it out. Yeah, hmm. maybe maybe like in the trailer we have. Um, Whatever provisions we need, and like uh, a tech center with a sat uplink and and a computer. For and there's a ruggedized military laptop, and you've got one of those like uh, little fold out uh, satellite dishes. Yeah, <laughs> and it says cool. Raider Aid in big letters on the side of it. Everything's mm. got Raider Aid all over it. Raider Aid official ruggedized raid base rating laptop. <laughs> Did they repaint Yuri's car body and samurai body to have Raiderade mm-hmm. logos? Uh, they yeah. would request that he puts Raiderade uh, branding on it. Both both my car and my samurai body are like decked out red <laughs> with logos. Raiderade stickers Fantastic. on it. Yeah. Um, I imagine in this, um, like while Greg was like having that conversation, essentially Yuri, I feel like I spend most of my time at camp just like samurai body is like cross-legged um meditating on the bonnet of the car mm-hmm. and then the car is just like occasionally sort of like humming and revving itself nice mm. breathing oh the hood okay that's what you meant yeah. yes all right yeah the Thank bonnet you. is yeah the hood of the car the bonnet yeah yeah mm. the the metal piece that covers the engine covers compartment the engine. <laughs> Not on yeah. Volkswagens. That's okay. true. Or DeLoreans, or a mm. bunch of cars, or a Lotus, or a Lamborghini, or a Ferrari, or like there's a lot of or cars. other cars. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All those nice ones. Yeah. You know, now that you said that, I'm pretty sure Datsuns actually have rear engines sometimes too. But moving on, not the one that Finn has. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I float back over. Where is uh, Amriel? Um, she's probably pacing up and down, um, 
in anticipation because this is the part of the job that she hates the most. Uh, the part where there's nothing to kill. <laughs> oh. oh, oh boy. Uh, yeah, so um, it's sort of the camps are arranged sort of in a semicircle. Uh, so you've got uh, you and T- uh, you and TK- TKS, the Japanese Brazilians. You guys are at the top of the semicircle, like of the U shape, uh, opposite side of one another. And then between you, you've got the, uh, or rather to the left and right, you actually, yeah, left and right. You've got um, true survivors and the Valkyries are sort of up, uh, opposite one another. The true survivors are right next to, so you guys are actually right next to the Valkyries, and uh, the triplets are right next to the true survivors. And then between the Valkyries and the true survivors is um, uh, sort of the official marquee where all the raid raid pe- and uh, race people are setting up. And then sort of at the uh, about 100 metres or so from the mouth of the U-shape is this sort of stage scaffold-like thing that you know is probably the starting line. Um, And uh, thankfully, there's not a lot of reporters and stuff that are showing up yet, and the camera crews aren't getting started. Probably at around uh, mid-afternoon... They'll start interviews and stuff, going around to the teams and being like, oh, you know, how are you prepping for the race and blah, 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 blah. So out of character, we know that. So when, when they start, when they, you know, they shoot the gun to go, we have to find the base. We just know it's in this area, but we still have you to You know it's in this area. area. Mind you, you can have it. If you want to do, like, you can do pre-research now to try and narrow it down. Uh, it's highly unlikely that you'll get the exact location in your pre-research, but it's not impossible. Um, okay. You'll also have tomorrow. Like, today's pretty lazy. They're going to do some pre-interviews. There'll be a thing on tonight, and then midday tomorrow will be when the race starts. It all generally is midday. Uh, so the first day of the race is actually kind of a half day. Uh, I would very much like to do some research. All right. So, how are you going to research? So you've all, uh, so what the players already know from their research leading up to this event to remind them and the listeners who don't know is that uh, they were told that it would be the race would be held in the Nile Delta. They then worked out that it is the base of an ancient, well, not necessarily an ancient, some kind of Egyptian sorcerer called Setman Thoth. Toth? Toth. Setman Toth. Uh, The base is inhabited by ancient mummy warriors. Um, It is... was built to harness the power of the Nile. It's unclear whether that's hydropower or, like, some kind of magic power. Uh, During the 40s, uh, which is when Setman Toth was most active uh it was the uh site of a climactic battle between toth and their nemesis dr Knox, who was a psionic uh pulp hero uh from britain uh toth and Knox had worked together some to try and keep the nazis 
from controlling Egypt. Uh, but things came to a head after the end of the war because Toth didn't really want Egypt to fall back under British control. Uh, and uh, at some point in recent history, a villain called the Medagarda, Gardner rather, attempted to seize control of the facility and fortified it in the process. So the base is defended by the Medagardner's constructs, which it is unclear what those constructs are. Uh, the true survivors have raided uh, Medagardner's base before, though. Uh, a Medagardner base before, so they might have some useful information on what the Metagardener's shtick is. Uh, so that could be a place to start. But yeah, that's the information you guys have. Hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, I would like to do some research to see if I can figure out uh, where in the Delta... Basically, um, if Thoth was around in the 40s and the 50s... Um, mm -hmm. Newspapers back then loved to have their gossip columns about who was seen where doing what. So uh, Greg is going to uh, use a computer. He's going to uh, basically envelop you're, the you're computer. Gonna, yeah, you're going to get on the computer and access the library's you know, right. old Right, and then correlate records. and see if I can figure out what areas Thoth spent the most time in to try to see All if right. I can narrow down where. So I got to roll for that one. Yeah, let's let's have a roll. All right, so that's four fudge dice. That is a wow! I rolled a plus blank blank blank, but my skill is a plus three, so that gives me plus four. Nice. And uh, would an extra plus two give us more information? Nice. You, you did pretty okay. well. Okay. So, um. Toth spent a lot of time uh, around Cairo um, in the 30s, um, especially, but also normally, like, he wasn't seen as, like, this god-tier level sorcerer during the 30s. He was sort of like, um, you know, sort of this... almost this Alistair Crowley sort of personality... Like, he was this kooky sorcerer guy that, like, would go out on um, various trips into the desert to look at Egyptian tombs. And, like, he'd go out with socialites and stuff and, like, they'd get drunk and high in the tombs and do kooky rituals. But then things started... And that part... You know, not really clear. He sort of seemed like more okay. of a celebrity until, uh, you know, the late 30s, early 40s, when that whole Nazism thing started to become a bit more serious. Uh, they always um, and then he started to focus a lot on um, Alexandria, but also Port uh, Said, which is the mouth of the Suez Canal. Okay. Um, so, uh, but, um, crystal. Hmm. 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 
Um, you could try uh, Rosetta, which also seems to be somewhere he focused a lot of time. Um, it seems that during the 40s, that was where he was spotted most. Um, so perhaps his base is somewhere near Rosetta. Rosetta. Yes, okay. which is the mouth of one of the tributaries of... It's the name of a town and a tributary of the Delta. And a rock. So that's... that's well, the mo- yes. Rosetta's the most likely... The most Rosetta's likely probably a good place to start. Um, it is located... Because you know you're going to be leaving from Alexandria. Right. It's... 55 kilometers to 40 or 40 miles east of Alexandria. So it's not too far. Right. Okay. You know, it's like an hour's drive, really. Probably yeah, less in. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when the, when the clock starts, everyone just goes and wherever, wherever they want. Uh, everyone they is them. given a heading at random. Basically, you have to drive off the start line for uh, 10 minutes, and then you have to head in a direction. Uh, sorry, you head on, you've got 60 seconds off the start line in a straight line, and then uh, once you hit that, once that 60-second timer hits zero, you then have to drive along a bearing that is given to you at random by the start starting commission uh for our uh, 10 minutes and that's to make sure that the teams don't just follow one another like if gotcha. you work out that the tr- that the that TKS knows the best route because they normally do and they also happen to know where the base is then you just follow them so by giving them random bearings it forces the teams to separate from one another okay and so that after that 10 minutes you go after that 10 minutes you then head to your spot uh, right. But you are allowed to mess with the other teams in that first 60 seconds, so, like, you can crash into them or whatever, you know. Oh, okay. Shoot them with your cannon. Try and pop their tires. They might not be what, too happy. What is the, what is the, wor- the word, the rule for messing with other teams? How much are we allowed to do? You're not allowed to kill them, and you're not allowed to uh, knowingly lead, uh, put them in a situation that would lead to their death. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that's still pretty vague. Before the race. Yeah. Uh, like, the Valkyries like, got banned from last year um, because, it was a, because it was alleged that one of their team members uh, basically committed manslaughter against another team. Um, huh. But it couldn't be proven, so they were just given a, year, a year-long ban. Uh, they're okay. very determined to, to get back... Uh, their champion position this year. Okay. Um, I have a quick question about the camera crews. Um, mm-hmm. what, what is the situation with them when we're like raiding a base? Uh, there will be a cam... They will, pr- they will try and put GoPro equivalent things on you. Obviously, okay. that's hard for your dude that's a cloud. They will also have Sorry. like little quadcopter th- things, like microcopters that will follow okay. you. Uh, so they might just put one inside... Uh, Greg, they might just be like, hey, can we have this thing hover inside you so that we can Uh, film you guys? Yeah, Yeah, they do all the filming with drones. They'll also mount a couple of cameras to your cars and things like that. So there's no 
camera crew following us. Yeah, yeah they're not going to put physical camera crews out in the field. Um, the team that finds the bases for you, which is uh, the former base rating champions and are considered the kind of patrons, uh, Scout Team 1, they also have seeded the base with our cameras. Scout, we, Scout Team 1 is very, very competent. Um, they don't compete anymore. They could have cleared the base already because they're, you know, very skilled base raiders. Uh, and they've also had way more time, so they could have just prepped, like, for two months and then gone through and cleared it in an hour. But, like, yeah, anyone could do that if they had stupid levels of money and two months mm. to prepare. Uh, so they've seeded it with cameras as well. So there's okay. no chance of you hiding from the cameras, basically. Mm. Gotcha. But the teams are not allowed to watch the feed. Ah, okay. So you don't have to worry about the other team seeing what you're doing on the cameras. Okay. Unless they it, bug you. Is it live or is it edited? Uh, it is on a it's on a thirty second delay in case okay. one of you dies. Ah. They want to cut away from that. Yeah. Well, they could sell that footage later for a lot more money. Yeah, yeah right. indeed. They sell that for a premium. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's on a thirty second delay just in case and they do highlights. Um yeah, the the people that are watching are either watching online or they will be at uh, they will be at sort of a party camp type thing. Uh, in they've actually uh, the official party camp is in Port Said uh, this year. Um, Raider Raid set that up so that you wouldn't have all the fans in the same city as you. Okay. Because that would be really annoying. <laughs> um, so they will have like satellite events things going on like little entertainment events so there'll be like you know people doing tricks on the dunes uh extreme sports type stuff to entertain people during the day because obviously there's a lot of dead air in a raider raid race it's only yeah. the most hardcore fans that'll watch so basically there's like a whole suburb of port said that's going to be a massive street party for a week uh, with extreme sport events, like people doing, there'll be like parkour races and like people rollerblading down the sides of buildings. There'll be lots of stupid Red Bull type stunts going on. Sure, the locals appreciate that. Well, the locals get to charge exuberant prices because only rich people can afford to attend the physical event for a Raider Raid competition. The fact that they set up the party tent basically in Port Said, is that like an indication to us that the base is not there? Or could it still uh, be in Port Not Sa necessarily. It just indicates that they wanted to. Um, Port Said and Alexandria are kind of both on the edges of what the Nile Delta uh, is in the modern era. Because mm -hmm. the Nile Delta is sort of this fan shape when it gets to uh, the Mediterranean coast. And right. Alexandria is at the westernmost point, and uh, Port Said's at the easternmost point. So they, so it's basically they've put the partiers on the opposite side, but it also means gotcha. that they've got a hub at the other side. Okay. So it could still conceivably the base could still conceivably be. In. Yeah, indeed, the the base could be in Alexandria, like they have done that before. Um, like okay. they did one in Beijing and it turned and everyone like was racing out to the edges of the Beijing and beyond the 
uh, edges of uh, Beijing, and then it turned out that it was actually underneath the Summer Palace, which is pretty much right in the middle of Beijing. Okay, so because you did say that he would sometimes hang out in Cairo, Alexandria, and Port Said. Indeed, but I, yeah, he, I, Rosetta is the most. During the forties, he seemed to spend a shit ton of. He seemed to turn up in Rosetta a lot. Okay, I will share that with my team. Hmm. Cool. So you think Rosetta's the spot, huh? It seems like it could at least be a good place to start, and it's not far away. Well, assuming we don't get a horribly inconvenient bearing, um, I can take wing and do some scouting from the air once we get our bearings. Ah, yes. You, so you have a, someone who can fly on your team. It's worth yes. pointing out the rules for... They put restrictions on people that can fly and teleport. You're basically just not allowed to carry your team members. Okay. Hmm. It's especially important for teams that have teleporters on them because people that can teleport will just teleport straight to the base, and if they took their whole team, right, that would be then that's they a would, super unfair. Would, and they just automatically right. win, and it would make the race pointless. So yeah, you're just not allowed. To, you're allowed to like rescue a team member. So like if you if one of them fell off a cliff, I could fly down and, and pick them up. But you're not to, allowed to use your flight as transportation for your team. Okay. I was thinking more recon, so like... Yeah, indeed. I just thought I'd better point it out now. So I never have to mention it again in the campaign. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Never. Um, I might then, like, spend a bit of time mapping out the, like, quickest path to get to Rosetta by car. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, anything that we should avoid. And, like, knowing, knowing the capabilities of our car... Um, like avoiding overly deep slash wide rivers or anything um, if they're going cross-country and stuff. Indeed, because you're allowed to use the roads. No one's going to... Yeah. It's not illegal. I mean, you might get stuck in traffic or something. I have telescopic legs. I'll totally just, like, walk over it. (laughs) Over over traffic bus style. Um, Yeah. Yeah, because it's pretty much a pretty straightforward path from Alexandria to Rosetta. Yeah. More or less. I'm trying to Google search it and Google Maps it now. Alexandria, Egypt. Google's having having trouble. Yeah. (laughs) There's a road called 40 that runs right, right there. Directions from Rosetta. Rosetta... Come on, why do you hate me? It's like a 55-minute straight drive. Oh, Rosetta must be called Rashid in Egyptian. It, oh, it is, yes. Because um, it says, like, that's, that's the right distance. It's really close. I didn't realize how close it was. Like, I didn't really think about how close 60 kilometers is. It's apparently a 52-minute like drive, which suggests to me that traffic is not great on that road. Hmm. Why is it yellow? Is it when it's yellow? Does that mean there's like congestion in an area? Uh, I think sure. it depends. I think it depends on whether or not you have traffic enabled. Yeah, I do. And yeah, I think that's what it means. Details. That's what I want. Follow International Coastal Road Route Forty M. Yeah, that's a pretty straightforward drive. Hmm. It just goes over like a big. Really bridge 
Yeah, there's like a lake thing. Mm. Lake uh, Idku. Idku? Uh, whatever, something like that. It's so fucking green. <laughs> I expected these areas to be surrounded by more houses. I'm very glad that uh, it appears to be mostly farmland because it means that my assumptions about the world are not wrong. <laughs> I was really worried because, like, Cairo, for example, is just fucking surrounded by buildings. <laughs> so I'm glad that I didn't fuck up slightly. <laughs> Airport Farm Lake. What the fuck does that even mean? Anyway. So, yeah, it's not too hard to find a route. Like, so there's the path if you're going by road. Let's see, you're on the outskirts of Alexandria. So where on the outskirts of Alexandria? We'll actually say that you're near Airport Farm Lake. Okay. Yep. If you're looking at it on Google Maps. so All right. Probably just the south side of International Coastal Road near Airport Farm Lake. So you're sort of surrounded by farm... We're in some farmer's field. Just paid him like half a mil to be like, yeah, we need this for like a week. We're going to completely ruin the crops probably. And there will probably be like radioactive material on the ground when we leave. It's like, how much you paying me? Half a million. Yeah, you could have permanently. Nah, keep it. We don't need it. We don't need some. We don't need four plots of land in, in Alexandria. Cool. 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 So is there anything else you do that day? Do you want to talk to any um, of the other teams? Looks like the true survivors are gearing up for a party. Like, <laughs> beyond what they were already doing, like, you see, like, uh, one of them leaves, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jason Black leaves in his... Uh, oh, Jacob Black, probably, because there's already a Jason on their team. Jacob Black leaves in... No, wait, that's a fucking Twilight character. Um, <laughs> uh, Billy Black. Yeah, Billy Black. Let's go for alliteration. Billy Black leaves uh, to, like, go to a liquor store, basically. Didn't occur to me to check if Egypt is a dry country. If it is, I don't think the true survivors care. I'll find it. Um, yeah, so he comes back with a couple of cases of beer later. Uh, <laughs> and they seem to be getting on. You see TKS. Uh, as, the, as the sun... Starts to set TKS sort of wander into the into the true survivors camp, you know, there's like beach chairs and stuff around um, The true survivors seem to be playing this song that kind of sounds a bit like um, Like if the American national anthem was mixed with a Bon Jovi track <laughs> um, because they're from 80s action movie Earth and that's what the national anthem of the uh, Republic of America sounds like 
Republic of North America, sorry. Not to be confused with the Republic of South America, which is actually in Africa. Hmm. True Survivor Planet's weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Valkyries just seem to be, you know, almost militaristic. They yeah. seem to be having very Spartan meals um, in preparation. Uh, you see some of them sharpening swords uh, and axes, <laughs> while another oh. one is like loading um, a rifle. Uh, and one seems to be plugging in a bunch of laser gun batteries into a charging station. Uh, hmm. You know, they know what they're about, and they're about <laughs> winning. <laughs> hey, whatever floats their boat. <laughs> yeah. Um, weaponry. Lots of it. The recorded... Mm. Sorry, you go. I was going to say, I figure I'll, I'll wander to the True Survivors party yeah. in so much as I can enjoy it. I still have very conflicting feelings about <laughs> being human slash a robot. Um, well, so as you wander over, Yuri, um, uh, Julio Thrasher walks up to you. Julio Thrasher is a uh, Hispanic... Uh, gentlemen, uh, with half of his face replaced with cybernetics, and he's got a massive robot arm. He just like sort of grabs you in that sort of. Uh, have you you've seen? Has, who's seen Predator? No one. The first one. Yes. Yes. He does the bit where Arnold Schwarzenegger and the CIA? Agent, uh, like, grab each other by the fist and squeeze, and their biceps bulge. You go through that to Yuri. Okay. Like, Yuri, you cyborg son of a bitch. <laughs> They're robros. Oh, man, I love you. I love I loved you. What's his name? Mm. Did you say? Julio or yeah. Thrasher. Either one. Right, Thrasher. Julio. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like, ah, oh, loved the, I loved your work in, uh, I loved that Japanese work you did, man. That was fantastic. That volcano, ah, oh, how'd you guys make it erupt? That was oh. insane. <laughs> <laughs> Flashback Pardon. to your teammate falling. <laughs> oh god, lava. it's erupting! No, and yeah, he like falls in, and like I don't know whether he had like some kind of like frisian superpower. So he like hits the lava and then like a explodes. <laughs> I'm picturing he hits the lava and uh, Greg reaches out for him and his hand just passes through the cloud <laughs> and effectively <laughs> as he sinks. Uh, yeah. Uh, I essentially say, uh, let's say we had a bit of a meltdown. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you know, I'd offer you a beer, but you look incapable. I am. Well, so, have you ever juiced? Mm, no. Juiced? All right. Let me show you. <laughs> uh, he turns around. He, like, puts his arm around my shoulders and, like, leads yeah. me over. Hey, Takuma! Takuma sort of looks over and, like, pulls his ear forward and then says something in uh, Portuguese. Yeah, they be Portuguese in Brazil. 
Um, what does he say? I speak it. Uh, he's like, what? What do you? What? What? What is it? What can I be doing for you? Because <laughs> the Seraphim triplets, while Brazilian and Japanese, don't speak great Brazilian. Don't speak speak, speak great Portuguese. Sorry. Um, like, can I? Uh, can I? And he sort of like makes these sort of um, like like pincery motions with his hands. Uh, Julio makes these pincery motions with his hands and then points to the to TKS's car. And Takuma's like, uh, yeah, okay, fine. He walks <laughs> over and he puts jumper cables onto the fusion power plant and then he puts them right onto his nipples. One cyber nipple and one regular one nipple. regular nipple. Yeah, that's what okay, I was thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. He runs so uh, runs uh, 1.21 gigawatts right across his heart. <laughs> he grabs it. He's like, "Whoo! Ah, oh, you want a juice? Huh? Yeah, yeah. All right." And I like crack open my like front armor plate, I guess. And he clips it right on, clips it right <laughs> onto your uh, onto your chassis. <laughs> Uh, it's about what you'd expect you seem, you know, you feel multiple redundant systems failing temporarily (laughs) users blowing uh, and you feel uh, what amounts for processes being blown out Uh, and then he removes he's like, yeah, it's a real like uh, it's a real karmic mind kick, right? Right to the (laughs) swift kick to the head <laughs> yeah, and I like come back and I'm just like minor like servo twitches, a few lights just like blinking errors from like behind my like samurai mask. Hey, Alex, this guy just juiced. Oh man, he's a champ. <laughs> he's gonna fit right in. Get me a beer, man. Alex Remington uh, throws Julio a beer. And he slams it down. Uh, <laughs> Dick Dynamo. Uh, sitting in the background, he seems to be mixing a cocktail of like Raid Raid and tequila. <laughs> this one uh, would like to partake of a beer. <laughs> I feel like everyone like stops briefly and like looks at the cloud. <laughs> everyone looks like, yeah, man. Alex, Alex Remington, right. the war veteran cop, uh, <laughs> picks up a beer and hands it to you. Holds it out oh, for just to toss be, like, it. disembodiedly. Okay, he 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 tosses it into the cloud. So it, it like it like travels halfway through the cloud. As it hits the cloud, it starts to slow down until it's just floating in the middle of the cloud, and then slowly just like dissolves, like <laughs> like an Alka Seltzer tablet. Like it just. Yeah. Nice. Um... <laughs> One of the true survivors is standing near a bunch of like um, printed out maps, smoking a cigar that seems to have almost a purple smoke coming off of it. Uh, and he's just, you know, he's like drawing things on the map and crossing stuff out and writing notes and stuff down. He's probably the oldest member of the true survivors. Um, it's got a, a sort of a Clint Eastwood look to him, mm-hmm. except not as racist. 
not a sexist. That's good. Uh, you know, and he's sitting there smoking. You know, it just occurred to me, Alex Remington, the war veteran, is actually a woman. I forgot. I should make a note of that. Maybe I should write oh. Alexandra Remington so that I remember. Anyway, Alex Remington's the female, the token female of the True Survivors. <laughs> I, I expected, I didn't expect, like, the majority of the women to be the Valkyries. <laughs> like, uh, because, you know, I didn't know. I mean, I guess you've got Emriel. Uh, Emriel's kind of a woman, right? Sort of, yes. Sort of. Woman adjacent. Woman adjacent. <laughs> Greg's, you know, a cloud. Yes. Gender is still a concept that he is trying to... Uh, everyone calls him he because his name is Greg, and apparently that is a gendered name, but uh, it is still a concept that he's trying to the, wrap the his The Predator Storms don't really have genders, so no. neither no. do you. It doesn't really follow. So, you know, they're partying. Emriel, what are you doing? Um, I was thinking about taking a closer look at the Valkyrs camp because you all said right. that they they choose their team members. They don't send all ten of them. They choose their team members based on skills. Um, I kind of want to linger around the periphery. You know, not exactly. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sneak around, but um, you, you're just, just gonna, gonna sort of. You know, they are next to your camp. So. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm pacing back and forth. I'm going to keep an eye on them and see, like, who seems to be prepping and doesn't Do look have, like... Well, so it looks like all ten of them have some kind of job. Um, Oda, uh, however, looks like uh, they're not doing as much as everyone else. They seem to be sitting or They seem to be looking at, like... Um, uh, they've got a tablet and they're looking at something on it while two of the doctors they brought with them are like injecting things into Oda and like checking uh, Oda's vitals. Um, Oda is the leader, best you can tell. Okay. Um, hmm. um, do you have any super senses at all? I do not. That's all right. I just thought I'd ask because you might get different information. Um, you see Bertha and uh, Hildy uh, talking. Uh, Bertha seems to be um, checking a bunch of like camera and comms gear. Uh, and Hilda is sort of standing nearby. And you sort of overhear Hilda like, I just, if we. S if we just put a little more money into our equipment, we c we could have, you know, quantum entangled base raider comms, and then we wouldn't have to worry about setting up repeater stations when we go into bases. We're still using fucking radio waves. Even the true survivors don't use radio waves. Uh, and Bertha just says, we don't need high-tech gear. It can't pass beyond the veil anyway. We're better off pouring all of our winnings into biotech. Oda has told you this time and time again. And then they notice that you're standing nearby. And Bertha just sort of smacks uh, Hildy in the chest, like sort of a light tap with the fingers. As it say, uh, shut up. <laughs> um, 
Amriel waves and says, uh, gives gives them a very a very toothy and disconcerting demonic grin and and says, "Oh, don't mind me. I'm just letting off a little steam before cool. the race." Cool. You you do that, and then they go back to fussing with comms gear. Hilding seems annoyed. <laughs> Um, do I want to push this? Not really so much, but well, you know, you've got like six more, well, five more races yeah. to find out more about what the fuck they're talking. So, talking about right, all right. Well, so the the true survivors party continues on long into the night. Um. TKS peel off at about midnight and go find their racks. They seem to have hammocks strung up. Um, the true survivors have like sleeping bags that they've just unrolled across the sand or like in the back of the land cruiser or, or like on top of the land cruiser. Um, they own uh, Vic Graves has gone to sleep. Uh, as has uh, Billy Blacktop, uh, but Jason Judo, Dick Dynamo, Al Alex Remington, and Julio Thrasher are still partying hard. Have these two come back yet? Um, no. I don't know. That's up to them. Uh, I'm going to be sticking no. with the party. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to go over to the the old guy who's looking at the maps and kind of uh, yeah we'll say you did that earlier on in the night because I did kind of say he <laughs> went to bed but that's fine you can do oh that. oh I'm sorry I don't I can't remember all these that's... names yeah so before he goes to yeah, bed I'm going to yeah. hover over to him. Vic Graves turns around and is like has anyone ever told you you smell just like a fart? Yes, many people have. It's not pleasing. I apologize. It is the way that my molecules energize the air apparently causes a, mal a malodor for humans. Right. You should look into doing something about that. Oh, Gives I away shall. your position. Hmm. This one had not considered that. Thank you for the advice. Hey, don't worry about it. Are you researching where the base might be? I like your use of conjunctions. <laughs> Uh, pretty much, you know, we we got an idea, I think it might be, uh, hang on a minute, where's my zoom out button? Think that the base might be near, uh, Damanhor, Daman, Damanhower? I don't know how to pronounce these damn names. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, but uh, we're not quite sure. I mean, it's meant to be. I mean, it's meant to be involved in manipulating the Nile, so it should be on the river. But by the same token, some of the rivers have been closed off in recent years. So maybe, maybe it did used to run that way. Not quite sure. Interesting. All that I was able to parse out was that it was definitely not Cairo. Uh, yeah, nah, Cairo. They would have found that ages ago. Cairo's been picked clean. Especially that goddamn pyramid bullshit. It is a very interesting structure. 
It seems to be a monument to the human predilection for building walls. Uh, right. I don't know. You know, I'm a bit sore about walls. But with old ha what, what, what happened back home and all. I say uh, walls are meant pyramids. Ah. Uh, <laughs> what happened at your home? Ah, uh, goddamn undead cyborg Native Americans took the capital. I mean, sure, it was their country and all, but I lived there, you know? I like living they... there. Have they brought it back yet? Brought what back? The capital that they took. Oh, all right. No, they they uh, they captured it and occupied it. They made uh, it theirs once more. Yeah, that's why we that's why we left uh, left the home world. You know, had to had to find a new earth. This one seemed all right. You know, glad we showed up after Ragnarok. Shit could have been bad if we showed up before. <laughs> yes, I am in a very similar situation. My race was enslaved while I was on my way here. Luckily, I arrived after Ragnarok as well. Yeah. As, as you mentioned, enslaved. He sort of looks off into the middle distance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, good luck to you tomorrow. I will see you not in Cairo. Uh, mm. And can I, can I like, I don't have any deception, but can I make a roll to try to make him think that maybe there's something in Cairo? Um, how are you going? <laughs> you don't have any deception, so I'm going to okay. say you don't make a roll, but you Fair definitely enough. try to make him think there's something in Cairo. I would, uh, I would wink if I had eyes, basically. <laughs> Like, it's not Cairo, wink, wink. Yeah, see, so you're not in Cairo. as convincing yeah. as that sounded. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you, can, you can still try it, it's just you're rolling at plus zero. Yeah, yeah I guess that's true. You can roll. Yeah. I mean, you might get four pluses. That's a good point. I got three pluses. All right. He's like... Hmm. Even, even if it just, over. like, delays... He them puzzles over hours. the map for a little while. Well, it's yep. definitely going to mean that he spends a lot more time double-checking all of his Cairo information. Which means he'll be tired tomorrow. Perfect. Mwahaha. Huh. Tenth of Ramadan City. What a name for a city. Sixth yeah. of October City. What the fuck, Egypt? <laughs> Eventually, Alexander the Great must have just got bored naming cities after himself. What day I'm is it? Sixth uh, of October, sir. Done. That's this one. Surely, Next. surely that's a modern era city. Mm. Yeah. Uh, October Cemetery. What the hell? <laughs> Egyptian Media Production City. I wonder what they do there. And Dreamland. <laughs> you found the Dreamlands? Uh -oh. Yeah, Dreamlands is a golf resort. <laughs> There's Dream Park, Dream Land, Dream Life, and Dreamland Golf Resort. That sounds oh, like a Call of Cthulhu scenario right there. That yeah. would actually be kind of cool. <laughs> that, file that away for later. Um, so how long do you guys party into the night, and do you do anything else uh, uh, of note? Uh, true Survivor Camp. Do you get juiced again? A bunch. As much as possible. <laughs> you guys juice hard. When TKS goes to bed, though, they, they like, look, 
don't do it while we're not awake in case you <laughs> overload the fusion engine. And Julio's like, yeah, 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 sure. Sure, we would do it. Then grins. He doesn't, but it makes it makes TKS weary of going to sleep. <laughs> if uh, if they stay out too late, I'm gonna come looking for them. Well, it's <laughs> after midnight now. Yeah. Um I I Amriel comes Amriel comes rolling up. Um she she's you know, walking right toward you, um, Yuri. And what does Amriel look like? I'm glad you asked that. Um, <laughs> one of my one of my aspects is ugly as sin, um, <laughs> because she was the the fall from heaven was not very kind to her. Uh, so she has a very uh, burned and torn and bloody and broken uh, visage. Um, maybe there's some some bone involved. Uh, she's a demon, so probably some horns are in there, but it's just a mess. Um, she cool. she usually I'm I'm gonna say she she wears like I don't want to say she wears a hoodie, but she's got like a cloak that she keeps uh, with the hood up um, to to sort of cover her face because. She's a little self-conscious about how horrifically ugly she is. <laughs> Aww. Okay. Good. Um, I'm probably lying. At this point, I'm probably lying, like, like flat on the ground, staring at the sky, smoking and sparking <laughs> slightly. <laughs> Just like, nah. <laughs> Looking up at the stars. Talking with um, Trasher, being like, oh. Man, are we robots or are we men? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> what if we're both? Oh, whoa, dude. Julio <laughs> <laughs> starts yeah. talking in Portuguese. <laughs> you get, you get like, it's not a hard kick, but it's, it's definitely more than just a tap. And, a loud clang. Mm-hmm. And Amriel, like, growls, what in the hell do you think you're doing? Hey, man, we're just getting in t- touch with the inner current, you know? Do you feel me, Amriel? And he reaches out, with, like, he's touching his chest in a weird way. He's like, you know, <laughs> do you feel it? Do you feel, Amriel? Do you feel... It. I, I try not to. You know, it's been it's been several decades since I've been to the pit, but I'm fairly certain they're doing something very similar to what you two have just been doing all night to the souls of the damned for all eternity. Oh man, you're really harsh in my buzz. <laughs> 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 Look, the race. Mm. She she's ignoring um, the the uh, true survivor guy. Is it true survivor? Uh, or is he from TKS. TKS. Uh, the TKS have gone to bed. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's Julio Thrasher, the Cyber Commando. Okay. 
So so she's ignoring Julio Thrasher and just looking at yep. you and she says We need to be in prime shape tomorrow. This is our this is our one shot. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm cool. Greg, Greg. I like call out issue. Greg, you floating nearby? Where's yes. the Where's the oh, effluvium? Uh, Alex Alex Remington, the f- uh, female uh, member of the True Survivors, uh, and also a war veteran, uh, is uh, throwing knives at one of the tent posts of. <laughs> um, the true survivor's marquee. Uh, she's tr- she keeps hitting the. She keeps managing to hit the the wooden post, but she's actually trying to get the the knife to embed in the handle of one of the other knives. <laughs> she just keeps fucking it up. It's like, no, wait, wait, Greg, I can get it. I can get it. I've got this. All right, I got it. I've I got believe it. in you. <laughs> she goes again and just every single time it just embeds in the post. Maybe if I aim for the post. Uh, but you hear you oh. hear oh. your heel. Uh, sorry, um, Yuri, call out to you. Yeah. Uh, and Greg, you think maybe turns around or just kind of shifts <laughs> like, the mass of his cloud and starts floating towards you? It turns your attention. Um, yeah. Is there a way? Is there a way for quiet? Sorry, go ahead, Yuri. Mm-hmm. Finn. No, I was just. I'm just. Yeah. I'm like, I lift required, Greg, and I just kind of, like, lie there limply. <laughs> uh, I don't think... I'm like, Trasher, I'm going to call it a night. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I can I can repair you enough so that you could stand up. Mm, mm, do it. Fix me up, dog. Uh, so, Greg... I need a medivac, Greg! <laughs> Greg, I can't feel my legs. I, I said Greg looks like a, a a cloud. He's kind of got like a, a purplish color generally. He can mm-hmm. change it if he wants to, but purple seems to be his standard. And every once in a while, there's a little flash of electricity inside of him, so he kind of looks like a rolling storm cloud. Uh, I can see why your uh, parent. Hive Collective named you Greg. Yes. Yeah. Well, the whole hive looks like that. I'm just part of it. I but can yeah, see so... why you take your names from the Predator <laughs> Storms. Yes, so he looks kind of like a storm cloud, but he smells like a fart if you're inside of him. Uh, and if you're a human, it's kind of like um, that feeling you get with like a static electricity balloon yeah. like rubbing oh, over that... you. So it's, like it's a little <laughs> tingly inside, but uh, Yuri does not have feelings, so he doesn't have to worry about that. So hey, Yuri has feelings, he just doesn't have sensation. Okay, fine. Yuri doesn't have sensation. So uh, Greg just envelops him, uh, and the little flashes of lightning pick up, uh, and it fixes. he fixes uh, Yuri up enough so that he could stand and walk. Basically, so... And I say to Thresher, I'm like, oh... If juice is like getting high, this is like getting a sweet massage. I think I might give Yuri a minor... Mm-hmm. Complication? I was going to give you a minor complication that you're hungover for tomorrow. Mechanically I'm... hungover. Because you've been drinking <laughs> so much. Surged. <laughs> Surge unprotected. <laughs> Unprotected surge. Yeah, unprotected surge. There we go. 
All night. <laughs> All night long. <laughs> All night. <laughs> Is it green? Super green. Alright. So, right. so do you guys go rest? Uh, yes. Yeah, I stumble back. <laughs> You stumble back and sort of flop onto your car. Collapse, collapse onto as the your car. Your consciousness passes through both bodies as you try to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how does how does Greg sleep? Do I you don't like think sort of does? Oh, really? I think, I think he just kind of uh, goes into the corner and settles down, like condenses himself a bit. And maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you sort of lay across the ground like a, uh, like fog a fog. Bank. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's uh, so we have like our room. I, he just, he just slowly spreads out across the ground, uh, and becomes this light purple haze. Amriel? I think Amriel has like a loft bed in the trailer, um, except. Instead of instead of having a mattress on it, it's just like bare wire springs. Of course, because you're a demon. Yeah, she needs to be uncomfortable to sleep. Of reminds, course, you're a demon. Home. Yeah, you're just like Red from um, Shawshank. Mm-hmm. She don't have to Greg. keep asking. Me to, don't have to keep asking me to pee. Just go. She's. She's had Greg modify it so it has little spikes sticking up from the springs to just she's poke a, into her even more. She's got a nail bed from like. A, you guys ever do a do a base race in India? Find one of those street performers <laughs> and just be like, "I'll buy your nail bed." <laughs> All right. So, do you have any kind of alarm to wake you up in the morning? Or do you guys just yeah, wake up when you alarm. wake up? Car alarm? <laughs> car alarm just starts going off. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is that? You hear Alex uh, Remington from across the camp go, God damn it, what is that noise? <laughs> Trying to sleep here! <laughs> And then it just shuts off with a little like <laughs> It's like ten o'clock in the morning. Oh shit, it's ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I just like yeah, like get up one of the like the doors of the Datsun like swings open and the I like just fall out the door onto the floor like two meters down. <laughs> Greg condenses himself from across the floor. Yeah, it is. It's probably about 10 a.m. You know, you've got two hours to do final checks. <laughs> uh, you see, uh, you see TKS doing an interview uh, with one of the uh, camera crews. Uh, while it looks like uh, Vic Graves. The veteran maverick, the grizzled maverick cop from True Survivors has just wrapped up an interview. Uh, and then you see a couple of the other True Survivors asking him questions like, you're not quite sure what they're talking about, but they seem confused. 
about something that Vic said during his interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you see, it looks like the Valkyries probably did all their interviews this morning while everyone else was still sleeping in. Yeah. Um, and then you see cam- a camera crew walking over towards you guys. Uh, nothing to do with the camera crew, but say that one of the accoutrements that one of the pieces of equipment that we have is like a messenger tube that Greg can go into. So, like, if we're going underwater or going through an area where a cloud couldn't go, he yeah, just, like, sure. he yeah. himself into the tube. Like, and the, like the kind of thing you transport um, a Declaration of Independence in when you're, exactly. when you're trying to protect it from Sean Bean? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except yeah. it has, like, a little electric switch so that Greg can, like, zap it and get in and out. Yeah. That's, other that's than fine. that, it's the same thing. It's fine. Okay. Um, but yeah, you that, s- that yeah, that's that's a good bit of. You don't want to try and convince me that you have that. Yeah. In the middle of a scene, <laughs> like no, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this uh, uh, camera crew seems to be walking over you. So um, I get up and dust myself off slightly. Yep. There's a. As a female, that's true. I have as a female, as a female interviewer, uh, a female cameraman, and the sound guy is a is a dude. A female cameraman. Yeah, female oh. camera person. Camera woman. Operator. Camera operator. There we go. <clears throat> Uh, mm-hmm. now you walk over to you and like, ah, oh, do I you guys have absolutely against the wheel? <laughs> Almost fall off of it. <laughs> do you guys have time for an interview uh, before uh, things kick off? Uh, we didn't get time to come around to you last night. Um, didn't want to interrupt uh, your partying. Sure. Yeah, we got time. Of course. Okay, Greg. Greg <laughs> gives Greg, some kind of silent invitation. Maybe. <laughs> you always have time it... for our adoring public. <laughs> Fantastic. Actually, I imagine in any, any interaction of like us, where we're like, we're like, what about you, Greg? And we just look at Greg and it just like cuts the cloud. And it comes back, <laughs> we're like, yeah, cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, uh, so so we'll, we'll just start the ball uh, rolling. You guys, uh, you're new to the pro circuit. Um, you got in on the rookie card. Uh, rookie wildcard uh, for this year. Um, how does it feel to be, uh, you know, coming into this professional environment, uh, playing off against the other teams? Um, natural, I think. I would say if I would speak for the rest of us, it doesn't seem unusual at all. Where each of us specialized for this kind of thing. Um, and I think we have nothing to worry about. We got in off the rookie rep circuit because we did our best, and we did the best in the thing. We qualified here. And uh, mm, well, we can hold our own. Yes. Wonderful. Although, um, you're, I cannot hold anything. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, the interviewer laughs. This one. Uh, Greg refers to himself as this one. This one cannot hold anything. 
so you guys are probably the most eclectic team uh, this series. Uh, do you find that that puts you at a disadvantage to the other teams? Do you feel like, uh, you know, perhaps your lack of homogeneity... Physicality? Of, um, your lack of uniformity creates unique challenges, or... And then she sort of waits for you to respond. Off. I think it makes us uh, uniquely specialised to take on the diverse challenges that base rating has to offer. If we all went in with the same sets of skills and abilities, we would all be superfluous. Well put, Greg. Uh, Amriel, mm. how do you feel about uh, this sport as a... Uh, Ancient demon. <laughs> um, I, I feel like you would have a unique perspective on both the human condition and this sport itself. Um, when when she says the human condition, Amriel snorts. And you mean the shaved ape condition? <laughs> she she looks right at the interviewer. And, and says, <clears throat> have you ever been in a high-speed aerial battle with an archangel wielding a flaming sword? Can't say I have, Emriel, but I bet you've got a great story about that. <laughs> well, it's not so much a great story as because it ends with uh, me stabbed through the gut and falling for nine days. But... Uh, that's just about the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me. Well, how Can't could say. how could base rating even compare? Um. Well, it uh, it has certainly managed to uh, to keep us in earthly comforts. And she motions to the the splendorous trailer <laughs> behind her. And then she she gives like a like a sarcastic uh, shrug. Fantastic. Well, uh, it was wonderful talking to you, and good luck in the race. Uh, and then she sort of turns to the camera. Uh, this interview brought to you by Vulcan Tires. Burn rubber. All right, cut it. Thanks for the interview, guys. Uh, you did all right. Uh, you've got some weird chemistry. I do actually genuinely hope you guys do well in the race. Thank you. Uh, and then she walks off. Uh, so is there anything else you guys want to do before the race starts? Um, I just saw the time and I'm like, oh yeah, probably should get to the race part of the game. <laughs> uh, we should just check and make sure no one fucked with our car during the night. Yeah. Does anyone I think want to I roll? know that intuitively, wouldn't I? <laughs> I think you would, actually, if you just phase into the car. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. feel any different to normal. Okay. I just figured yeah. it would be worth worth a check to make sure, like, no one cut our brake line or anything like that. It's not much to gain from cutting your brake line. Most people don't use their brakes in this kind of <laughs> race. <laughs> you don't need brakes. Don't only slow us down. Everyone just sort of skids to a stop. We'll hit things until we stop. Yeah, power slide. Okay, oh, so... Breaks. <laughs> the race 
is about to start. Do I have a scatter die handy? Is there a random direction button? Oh no, I've got a spoon I can spin. That'll work. Okay, so you guys are up on the race line. Um, you've got some, you know, power packs and stuff with you. How you are situated between the colossal APC that is the Valkyries. They seem to be on their uh, outer edge. Uh, and the uh, TKS race team. Uh, so you and TKS are in the middle. As you're sitting mm -hmm. on the line, there's cameras all around. Uh, they've strapped various cameras to you and your vehicle. Um, who's in the passenger seat? Not me. Well, I guess that's Amriel then. Yeah, Amriel will uh, will ride shotgun. Cool. You're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> then there's just a cloud in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> Just looks like we're just smoking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Dazed and confused. Um, Hotbox. Amriel's looking a little uncomfortable because she's got her wings like tucked up behind her and she's kind of yeah. leaning forward. And it's it's quite can... a small car inside. <laughs> yeah. You see, uh, you see the presenter for the race, uh, or rather the race line. Uh, start a dude getting ready to amp up on the crowd and everything. Where is the fucking page I'm looking for? There it is. Um, yeah. All right, Raiderheads, it's time to kick things off. We're here in uh, beautiful, sunny Alexandria on the in the Nile Delta. Uh, we're going to be kicking things off quite soon. We've got right here on the race line, we've got the Valkyrs lined up. Then we've got uh, the Ethereals. Uh, next to them, we've got TKS uh, Super Race Team. And then we've got the True Survivors. Uh, things are going to be kicking off in just a few moments. Uh, they're going to be racing to find Setman Toth's uh, secret sorcery base. Uh, we've got uh, official permission from the uh, Egyptian government to be performing this race uh, under the Sovereign Base Rating Act of 2015. Uh, here's hoping everything goes smoothly and we don't lose any races. Are you ready to race, racers? Do you say anything? Thumbs up. <laughs> you say <laughs> thumbs up. Yes. Um, <laughs> Rev their uh, engines. Yeah, I feel like most of us just like rev enthusiastically. Yeah, mm -hmm. Amriel's got the passenger window rolled down. Uh, she's leaning out the leaning out with her with her elbow hanging out, and she like slaps the the passenger door and lets out a terrifying demo demonic war cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like a war pig being stuck. While Zeus weeps in the background, <laughs> um, fantastic! Like, all right, on your marks, get set, let's start that sprint. And then you see uh, these red lights uh, blindingly flash green, uh, and <laughs> everyone just zooms forward. Uh, you've got sixty seconds to just charge forward. Yeah. 
do you want to do anything to the other races? Are you going to try and show off how fast you are by trying to pull ahead? Would you say that we're one zone away? Sure. Uh, then I would like to shoot one of their cars with my electric zap beam and overload Are them. Are you going to shoot TKS or, Val or the Valkyries? Uh, TKS has a fusion reactor, so it probably wouldn't affect them as much. Well, so... they're a, they are an electric vehicle. They don't make a lot of noise. Oh, then yes, TKS. I'm going to... Because one, one of my skills, it's, it has charges, but I can shoot, uh, and I figured it's like electricity, basically. So uh, right. I am going Let's to call shoot. this an opposed roll. Where's right. my dice so, roller? It's also at exceptional. E is exceptional. Or yeah. extraordinary. Ex Aha, extraordinary. Extraordinary. All right. Yeah, I need to put up the tier guide next to me at some point. Anyway. Need that base raiders GM screen. I know, right? Give Ross Payton your money. Yeah. Let me. What money? I got. Oh, that's not good. Uh, plus one. Well, you beat them. Oh, okay. Because they got, uh, they rolled a negative. So. Who? Uh, you sat their car. <laughs> Uh, and they lose power, and you see Ayumi the pilot shoot you a fucking death glare. <laughs> uh, and then you see the engineer, like, sort of, uh, a hatch opens on the top of the car, and he, like, jumps out the top, and you see him, like, clip a carabiner onto a hook, and he's, like, hanging off the back of the car as the car's sort of rolling to a stop, and he's, like, fiddling with the fusion engine, and then you hear this, like, loud sort of, um, thunder crack noise, and you see a bunch of electricity arc off the side, uh, and then you see them surge forward and catch back up to you. They're oh. not impressed. <laughs> well, I tried. <laughs> you did quite well. Uh, you pissed them off. They were about to basically pull away from the back. <laughs> their whole stick is get there first. Uh, I guess now I'm going to, like, gun it then. Yeah, do it. No, I'm going to try and pull ahead, I guess. Um, um, so I'm currently in... Well, I'm currently possessing the Datsun oh. 10,000. Yep, the Datsun um, 10,000. <laughs> Sounds like a Ben 10 character, Datsun 10,000. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, do I roll all, yeah, I roll for the four fudge dice? Yeah, you roll four fudge dice. Yeah. And then you add your bonus. Cool, then it, then the, the car has um, move plus two. All right. So that gives us three. Nice. All right, so you saw surge forward. The Valkyries are starting to lag behind. The true survivors are pulling ahead. You see, um, you see, uh, Dick Dynamo, the happy-go-lucky vice cop, riding a dirt bike, uh, and uh, Jason Judo, the martial arts cop, also riding a dirt bike, and they're pulling uh, ahead from the Land Cruiser. Uh, their six-wheeled monster land cruiser. Uh, 
TKS are still trying to work out some kinks in their system, and the Valkyries are actually starting to lag behind. You've got 10 seconds until you get your bearing. You see a little holographic screen pop up off the timer that they installed. Yep. Uh, and uh, you see, uh, as it ticks down, there's this uh, spinning roulette wheel in the middle. And uh, who wants to give me a countdown? Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And you see an arrow pop up pointing southeast, which is basically to the right of the direction you're already heading in. Yep. Because you're driving south, basically out of. Uh, you're basically you're basically driving uh, east out of Alexandria. So it's pointing mm. southwest. So that's to, southeast. Sorry. So that's basically to the right of where you are. Uh, you see the Valkyrs basically pull a hard U-turn. Apparently, they got east. Ooh. They have to head in the complete opposite direction. Ouch. Sucks uh, to be them. You see the uh, true survivors start heading towards the freeway. They pretty much got the exact right direction they needed, and TKS keeps driving uh, straight forward. Uh, so, you guys have a satellite uplink. You can do more research checks now that you're on the road. Okay. Okay. Um, can I try to, I guess, uh, analyze satellite imagery to see if I could figure out where in Rosetta a base could be? Sure. Um, if you want, you can go to Google Maps and have a squiz. Yeah. Uh, and you can just, Why not? Uh, just pick an area. So you want to look for Rashid, because Rashid appears to be Rosetta. Okay. Um, oh, you want me to actually it. go pick an area? Well, yeah, you can do that as well. But, like, I, you know, pick somewhere to start. You've got Rashid. Are you just going to look at an area near Rashid? Or, you um, know, like, you're going to look at an area around Rosetta or what? What are, we, what are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to... Really so he was in Rosetta what... a lot. He was in Rosetta so... a lot. I'm going to... Before I look at the city, um, I'm going to look at the countryside. If it could affect the Nile, uh, Rosetta's on one of the tributaries. So I'm going to I'm going to examine the countryside to the east of Rosetta first. Right. So that, that farmland put in area. Yeah. Assume he would have put it in the middle of the city. Indeed. It's probably not so, East yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, if it's meant there. to control the Nile, um, you know, this area near the International Coast Road Bridge, near Borg Magaza Ibiana. I apologize to our Egyptian listeners. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, that I'm looks looking. like an alright area, that sort of... Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. You mean right by Izbat al Yusura? Uh, yes, indeed. Yeah, I'm gonna. That, 
That'd be an all right area to focus on. That's right. That's a good spot to hide a base. I I'm mean, gonna, you I'm gonna, know why no one had found it, but you know. I'm going to I'm going to start there, but I'm also going to go through archival satellite imagery and aerial photographs to see uh, the change of the topography and anything that might indicate mm -hmm. a base. All right, um, Finn. While this is happening, is Yuri just <laughs> going to follow the road? Um, as you're taking this southeast bearing, or are you going to cut um, across some farmland? I feel like cutting across some farmland. All right, so Why you're not? driving a nice straight line. Um, you are heading. Yeah, let's just go straight. Yeah, you're heading in the direction of... Wow, there's no towns listed. Here we go. You're heading in the direction of Al-Kawim Al-Azmar. Mm, that's fun to pronounce. Uh, or Isbat at Tawila. Tawila? I don't know. I'm bad at pronouncing Arabic names. <laughs> so do we start in the city of Alexandria or out you in the You started oh, no, just, just south farm of Airport Farm Lake and right. just on the southern side of the International Coastal Road. Right, okay. Uh, so yeah, you're heading south. You've yeah. got to head south. There's, like a, like... there's a highway that essentially like runs southeast from there. Yep. Yeah, you've got to head southeast for a few kilometers. Um... Did I say how many kilometers at the beginning? You said you like 10 minutes? Yeah, 10 minutes drive. That's that's reasonable. Uh, so, you know. Uh, you, do you want to make me some kind of research role, Alex? Yes. Or did you I already? Did. Uh, it's got plus one. Plus one? Uh, you know yeah. what? I'm going yeah. to use I'm going to use my signature aspect, smartest cloud in the room, mm -hmm. to give me a, a plus two. So it'll put me a plus three. Well, so it doesn't cost a save point because it's a signal. That that bend would be a nice place for it, but it's not going to be that because uh, someone would have noticed by now. Right. Uh, it's just too near. But maybe it could be south of there. Um, pretty much, if you follow the Nile down to, what is this town called? Doesn't have a name. Sweet. Love it. Ashama Sima. That other, that next bend. Isbat al-Barada. And then south of that is Isbat al-Baraja. And then there's like a town. Oh, it does have a name. Isbat Jezerat al-Faras. It's, you think it's could be there. Maybe you should go there. Uh, Alright, I can't find that on the map, but I... Oh, Isbat Al-Baraja. That one? Yeah, and then south of that, oh, there's okay. a town that's sort of right on the edge of the uh, Nile, yes. and on another bend. There we go. Yes. That one. Do that one. Yeah, that looks like a real good spot. It's a small town. They probably haven't dug very deep. Uh, it could be right next to that. And yep. it could have gone unnoticed. I I relay that to my car slash driver. Yep. Uh, so basically, you could head towards... Uh, you could head towards Rosetta, and then instead of taking the 
international road into the Alex Rashid uh, road into town. You take another road, the Alice, the Rashid Motobus south, and then you'll need to cross the Nile where there's no bridge. Yeah. But uh, I have faith in you. Or you could I'm take sure. the long way where there is a bridge. It's up to you. I'll leave that up to our driver. I'm just telling him where to go. Yes. Mm. Um, so, are, we, are we allowed to um, break from the vehicle yet? Uh, you've got another few minutes. Uh, probably like 90 seconds or so till you need to uh, change heading. Oh, do you mean like get out? Like, yes. Yeah, you can get out now if you want okay. to. You can go fly. All right. Um, I'm I'm gonna go and see what I can see from the air. All right. Well, we're uh, not you... we're not near yet where we think we have to go. Yeah, okay. you're nowhere near where you need to go yet. You're like near. I don't know. We're still pretty close to Alexandria. If we yeah, have you're probably at, at, like yeah. You've minutes. been going for like. Eight minutes. You're probably near Kafar El Doar because you're just cutting across fucking farmland. All right. You're getting close to another town, which another city, which you spot as you jump out and fly around. Ooh, there's a train station here, which my mouse immediately found somehow. Yeah, it's this is pretty easy driving for your car. Um, Yuri, yeah, the, the, fences, the fences are pretty substandard. You're just sort of rolling over them. I try and hop them when possible. Oh, yeah, because you've got spider legs on your car, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I avoid crushing all of their fences. I think, um, I think Amriel is going to slip out the passenger window and leap into the air. Um, you know, obviously... Keeping keeping the same heading and course, keeping the car in sight. Um, yeah. She just wants to orient herself, you know. Um, get get like a bird's eye view of things. Mm-hmm. Um. You um. Yeah, you can't really see anything too useful, unfortunately. I was like, oh, maybe you can see one of the other race teams, but I don't think you would be able to. All right. Uh, my my thought were my thoughts were um, I have I have some arcana knowledge. Um, can I use that to like see if I can sense like flows of magical energy or um, ley lines like you know geographical features that would. Do you have cool. a skill roll that you want to make there? Uh, yeah, just ar arcana knowledge. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Let's see. Failure would be interesting, so roll. <laughs> okay. Well, I broke even. I, I got a plus zero. Um, you definitely can feel magical energy. It's it tastes kind of off is the best way to describe it. Um, you're probably not 
you know, you weren't you weren't part of the crew that dealt with the Exodus, so you know you're not familiar with Egyptian flavors no. of magic. Uh, so you know, uh, yeah, it just tastes a bit off. It's a bit, bit too spicy. <laughs> um, but you do think that as you might be able to. Probably the Nile's real important to our ancient Egyptian uh, culture, and therefore would it would hold that it was important to their magic. So you'll probably be able to s- find some more useful information when you get closer to the Nile uh, itself, uh, which is like you know some time away. Um. Uh, yeah, you might be able to go that way. I don't know why you would choose to go that way, but you could go that way. Um, you guys see that timer run out uh, as you're heading towards Kafar El Dwar. Uh, where are you going to go now? You now can take whichever path you wish. You don't have to continue heading southeast anymore. Um, I say we turn... And like follow the main road, just after, just out the other side of Kafar El Dawa. Mm-hmm. And then we do you want to? Do you want to take mm-hmm. the one that's gonna head down towards this hospital? That's on the map, or do you want? There's another one that peels off just no, no, the, the one, other side. Yeah, the like the one that sort of essentially runs like northeast up. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. The Kafar El Dawa motorbus. Which yeah. I assume means motorway. Yeah, that's probably going to get you closer to where you need to go. Yeah, and I think just if we I plan, I like map out to follow that and then like cross one of the bridges. Over yeah, there's the a bridge. There's a bridge in uh, Mutabas. Uh, hmm. If you take that bridge, you'll then be on the right side, and then yeah, it'll be it'll pretty much be a straight shot. So you just keep yeah. driving. Be on to there. Yep. And now uh, I think well, I think like. Oh, gun yeah. it now that we've like, no, now that we like know what direction we're heading and we're heading in the right direction. All right, well, make me a roll to, to make me a roll to gun it as you're like dodge. You'll have to. Yeah. In fact, make me a roll because we'll pretty much say you're at Kyle Dwar. Make me a roll to get through the thick traffic. So I'll drive then, I guess. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and you can, uh, depending on how well you can roll, you can roll right as you wish. But uh, yep. yeah, um, got zero plus my drive is four plus four extraordinary. So right, four so you're, effect. You're doing quite well. There's a lot of some of the roads you're trying to take because, like, obviously you're not familiar with the area, so you're just going off Google Maps. Uh, some yes. of the roads are quite um, packed that you choose. How does how does Yuri get through these? Um, I think a combination of like just veering off road for portions where it like gets pretty dense, mm-hmm. um, and then just like riding roadside through any like yeah. farm field or yeah, because you're pretty much cutting through the city. So like, I guess you're like cars going up one wheel on the wall of yeah. buildings, and then like yeah, when there's like individual cars, then it's sort of just like the four wheels jack up on their like telescopic suspension um, and then like cruise over one or like, um, yeah, it does. It specifically has the ability to like 
jump um, with its uh, hydro pneumatic suspension. Nice. Um, yeah, so you like get to. Like uh, you, you notice the police are starting to follow you. Uh, loud sirens blaring. Uh, <laughs> they're shouting something in whatever the dominant language of Egypt is. I think it's Arabic. Uh, I know what they're shouting. I know every shouting. language. <laughs> this will be Pull useful. over! Pull over now and. Surrender your vehicle, and you will. We we will show you leniency. Oh, Yuri, the local constabulary wants us to uh, pull over and surrender our vehicle. Oh, that seems inadvisable if we wish to win the race. I'm gonna I'm gonna run interference with the cops once I see that we're being followed. All right. Um, so. Um, one of the one of the trappings that I have on my demon warrior skill is menace, uh, so I'm just gonna dive bomb them and uh, you know let out another one of those horrible you know stuck pig demonic war cries. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, the cops like see your shadow and are like, "What is that?" And then you like drop down and screech, and like one of them swerves to get away from you and basically t-bones a wall. He's like, ah! Smash! Right into a tea shop. Uh, another one is like, pulls down a side street. Um, you know, you think you're doing pretty well. You can hear sirens and see car the cop cars on like parallel streets trying to follow you. Um, but it doesn't look like they want to get too close anymore. Wow, what a surprise. Does anybody have any kind of notice skill? I have alertness. I also have alertness. Make me some alertness. Uh, Ryan, you get a plus one because you're flying okay. above everyone. Four, Four of it. Nice. nice. Uh, Sweet. Uh, five. Two. Nice. All right. So, Ariel, you see this first. Um, I'm going to assume you guys don't have comms with one another because you didn't establish that at any point. Nope. No. Um, you see that the cops have set up a roadblock on the edge of town. They're going to try and stop you yeah. leaving. Sure. <laughs> Just don't vanishing point us and we'll be good. Um, okay, oh, but we, do we see this as well? Uh, you... We don't have the angle for it, really. You don't see it yet, um, but you do notice some, that something's off. Like, the, surely they would send... The cops wouldn't stay away from you for this long. They would be doing something. You can yep. tell from their behavior that there's got to be something coming up. And basically, like, the minute you round that corner, it'll be like, well, they, you know what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. Does the car uh, have any offense stuff? No, but it does have jumping. Yeah, you can <laughs> bite a jump over. So, yes, so essentially, like, we, like, turn the corner, and then it's just, like, I imagine, wanna, like, a clear strip of road. Do you want to tell them, Emriel? Do you, like, swoop down? and? Yeah, I will, I will swoop down and, and fly in front of the car just a little parallel and, uh, you know, make a, make a motion with my hands, like, you know, wall... Mm-hmm. Um, my like voice like blares out of the radio, and I'm like, "Clear the way!" 
All right. Emeril, you fly up and you actually see that, like, the cops have set up a roadblock on the uh, road out of town, uh, Mm -hmm. the Al-Mahalig Road. Uh, There appears to be uh, a few uh, cars that are still on the road there. Uh, just in front of the co- where the cops are blocked off, and they're shouting, "Please clear the way! We have set up a roadblock to try and apprehend some criminals. Please move off the road." Do you do anything to help the police get these people out of danger? Um. Yes, you know. Um. With um. Do I have enough time? My, I have, I have the physical force trapping on my demonic warrior skill, um, and I, it's an ascendant here, and it's I'm quite strong. Uh, Real could, tough. Could do I have time to like pick the cars up and set them down gently? Uh, I would say that you can sort of like push a, ca- a car off the road. Okay. Um, if you focus on one side of the road, whichever uh, side you want, you can clear a path, a straight path for uh, Uriel. Um, Yuri, sorry, I keep saying Uriel because angels. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. In that case, I will. I will. Um, you up. know, fly ahead and and start pushing cars out of the way so that they can you know get by. Cops are very confused for a moment as to why you're pushing these cars out of the way, and you hear them shout, "Ah, uh, demon creature, please cease and desist! You are under arrest. If you do not submit to our authority, you will be fired upon." <clears throat> you ignore them. Um, how clear is the road? Uh, you know, you think that if Yuri makes a good driving check, he, you know, should be able to get through. He'll have to thread the needle a little. All right. Um, in that case, uh, Uriel... Uriel. Mm-hmm. I'm real. <laughs> you, got, you got me doing it now. Uriel. We're all fucking up our names. Yeah, in that case, uh, Amriel is going to uh, face the cops... Um, one of the one of the skills that I uh, gave myself was uh, flaming gladius, so it's basically a you know sword of fire that I can call to me whenever I want. Um, it takes a turn to manifest, but uh, she she holds up her hand and the the flaming sword um, appears in it. It sort of slowly materializes, like it just sort of starts as like this burning spreading out through your hands. Yeah, it's yeah. this first. First, there's like a glow, and then you can kind of see the hilt, um, and then as the blade comes into into being, um, it ignites along the length of it, um, and then she just she just holds it up and. Uh, she she shouts back. She doesn't speak Arabic or whatever they speak in Egyptian in Egypt. Um, what like you said, whatever the local dialect is. She doesn't. I speak should it. really double check, but you guys continue. Um, Not Egyptian soft drink. That's from an earlier Google search. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
she if if she if she understood, you know, submit to us. Arabic. Yeah, the official yeah, language is Arabic, and the national language is Egyptian Arabic. Okay. Um, if uh, if she can understand what they're what they're saying, then uh, she she shouts at them. Uh, if you think you can arrest me, come and take me. If contextually, it's pretty obvious they're trying to arrest you. Yeah. <laughs> you see one of them. You see them all sort of look to one another. You see one of them sort of push one of the other cops ahead and say, "Yeah, you go do it." Mr. Brave Guy, weren't you just saying how, well, I'd show that base raider who's boss? Yeah, do it now. Go on. You've got your service pistol. Go fight a demon. Uh, no one seems to want to join in. Uh, as you hear the familiar sound of the Datsun 10,000 <laughs> roaring around the corner. Roaring around the corner. Um... Yeah, and so so when I'm in the car, essentially my voice comes out of the radio, um, and the like samurai suit just sort of like sits immobile um, in the driver's suit. Um, but yeah, so I said I said to Greg, um, I'm like, Greg, can you like cover us? Lay down um, some. In what sense? Uh, obscure their line of sight. Oh, no. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't do that. That's not in my uh, Nope. Yeah, All right. No, Fair no, enough. No. Oh, I can take apart your car, but that's not really Take apart the car. <laughs> <laughs> I can stealth no, myself, but. That's not what we're looking for, Greg. It's yeah. fine. Oh. Build, you can build a nice big battering ram on the front of it. If given enough time, <laughs> yes. Hold on to your butts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so instead of like, all right, Greg, buckle in or what have you. Greg just settles down into the floor of the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the fog just like goes to like a ground fog. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. All right, so like on this stretch, I'm just going to like essentially floor it again. And then like, I'm imagining essentially like come around the corner screaming. Rev it hard, and then the suspension gl- like slowly like cranks down into like high tension. Yeah. Um, and then just like flooring it straight at the police. Essentially, right. I, I mean, I think um, Amriel is just like standing in the way, so essentially driving straight behind at Amriel's back. Yeah, you're aiming for Amriel because you, you know, they'll jump into the air at the last minute. It'll be super cool. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, our cameras will pick that up. Hopefully, this is this is this is this is probably the first exciting thing to happen in today's event. Like, it's probably a lot of footage of the survivors beeping their horns trying to get through traffic. <laughs> like, who Just thought this motorway would be so long? Uh, yeah, just Valkyrie's like stuck in a traffic jam. <laughs> yeah, going the wrong way. They are so pissed. <laughs> just trying to find a U-turn, babe. And here uh, we are. Angel, de- demon with a flaming sword, uh, jumping a uh, police barricade. It's going to be good. Cool. Yeah, so I'm imagining at the last second, essentially, like, Emeril is standing there with flaming sword. And then the car just, like, soars over her. 
over the entire police barricade as she like does whatever you require. Um, so roll for this. I guess a uh, drive. Drive. Also, the, the car has jumped. Hand up like free willy. Oh, you have a jump skill to the car. <laughs> yeah, the car has hydrodynamic suspension plus one, which has the leak trapping. Make me a jump check then. <laughs> I mean, it can't really go too bad for you. The worst thing that happens is you hit a real. That could go badly for me, but... <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, we'll see. Okay, so I came out with net zero, but if mm -hmm. I... You could, you could invoke an invoke? aspect to try and... You can re-roll with an invoke, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. You can invoke, or you could go for a plus two. Um... Plus two is only going to give me a plus one, so I guess I'll invoke. Okay, so I'll invoke. Um, well, I feel like the car has the aspect nine speed, eight, nine hundred, six speed, nine hundred horsepower, two door sedan. Um, but when I am the car, I have the aspect rally race. Um, which one do you which, think is more relevant? I feel like the car, actually. All right. <laughs> yeah, basically, you, you just pick whichever one you think works best, and as, yeah, indeed. as long as you can make a good case for it to Ray, and he says sure, then you can use that. Yeah, one. you know, you've well, you've got a shit ton of speed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't need to get that high. Point. We just need to go very fast. Yeah, and then you spend a fate point, basically. Yep. Um, so you're going to go for the reroll? Uh, yes, I'll go for reroll. Right. Don't do uh, worse. I did not worse, but not much better. I got one. One one's enough. Yeah. You just barely clear all the cops are ducking. Like one, one, like the the tire clips one of their like police lights, and it just like shatters. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. In it's slow very... motion. Yeah, and then you like smash into the ground, and just the other side of the police barricade is the turn you need to make. Uh -huh. So now make me a drive check. Yeah. Ooh, doo, doo, doo. It's a Easy time. time. Yeah, nice. You just fucking skid right around the corner. <laughs> and Emriel, what do you do as you've just been a total badass and just stood there? Um, Emriel is going to um, dismiss her sword and then give the give the police kind of like a disgusted grunt and then leap into the air. Nice. You do a nice hypotenuse and catch up to the car. And then it's pretty much just clear sailing all the way to the base, really. Oh, where yeah. you think the base is. There's no other <laughs> obstacles. That's one for the highlight reel for today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, you pretty much just drive to Moot Bus. Do you guys want to, like, stop and get some food in Moot Bus? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Because none right. of us really eat. Well, you head up. You head up. I mean, Bull we could Saeed. Have, a, have a brief, brief like vignette of just like us at a petrol station, like filling up. You fill up in Mutabus. <laughs> Robot samurai and demon leaning against the side of the car. A cloud walks into the. Into the <laughs> One bar. of the attendants How comes down. He's just like, uh, no open flames, please. <laughs> How Inside. much do I? The cloud. Greg walks in. How much do I need to pay you for the fuel? <laughs> <laughs> Your liquefied petroleum. 
Inside the gas station, there's a television on showing our, our dramatic face-off with the cops. And then there's just the, the attendant well, looking you... between the television and our car. Yeah, because it would be like the newscast. It wouldn't be because Raider Aid's only broadcast on hmm. uh, online. <laughs> So he's like yeah, on, a, on a cathode ray tube television. There's <laughs> grainy footage of you three. Like cell phone Oops. footage of me like facing off, staring down the cops with my sword. And then Dukes of Hazarding a police barricade. <laughs> Those ethereal boys are at it again. At it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the tendon, the tendon comes and then we just grab a couple of bottles of Raiderade and then head up. <laughs> Do you drink the Raiderade as uh, as you step out of the gas station? Because like, there's cameras a, watching you. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. a camera, and I just just like pour it into my face grill and then like hold it up, I'm like Raiderade, and then crush the bottle. You see, you see the uh, you see the camera a uh, little holographic pops up. Like the people wouldn't be able to see it filming, but the holographic pops mm. up with a thumbs up. The cameraman is filming. He's <laughs> like, "Thank God they did the product placement correctly. Yeah. <laughs> if they'd come out with a coke, I would have had to have cut this footage." <laughs> well, we've got a thirty-second delay for just that reason. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! They're promoting Coca-Cola. Those bastards. <laughs> Those corn-fed assholes. I for, is Raiderade? I for, is it more like Red Bull or Gatorade? Um, it's both. It's uh, okay. it, it's a it's it's a hydrating, sports, and it's a energizing. hydrating, energizing, caffeinated gotcha. sports drink. It's the number one uh, drink for base rating. Oh, all right. right. It's a very niche market, but all right. Yeah. Well, as I said in our pre-planning, the Raider Raid was a consortium of ver- is a consortium of various energy drink companies from around the world that were all like ver- did various sponsored superhero like superhero energy drink endorsements and stuff, yeah. and then all their and then all their marketing props disappeared. So they're like, shit, what are we going to do? Then base rating became a thing. So then they Jump basically did a congl- They all, um, what is the word? <sighs> they all united together and became Raiderade. And then all the various like regional flavorings just became different flavors of Raiderade. Of Raiderade. So instead of it being like, instead of it being... Uh, uh, England champion energy drink. It became Raiderade English English edition. Right. Uh, but yeah, you guys yeah, have you guys. Raiderade Cairo. Yeah, yeah. You have Raiderade Cairo. You head out with the bus. Uh, yeah, that reminds me. Where's that energy? Where's that flavored fucking? Uh, yeah, you guys are heading towards this place. Um, yeah, cool. you you rock up. Doesn't look like anyone else is there. You're basically parked uh, just on the edge of a town, like in a field. Um, you're right near the Nile. Um, 
And I'm guessing that these squares that are in the Nile are probably some kind of aquatic farming thing. I guess so. It could be like fish traps or something. I'm not quite sure what they're meant to be. It's not clear. They follow, go up the whole river, so they might just be weird map markers hmm. of some kind. Um, they could be something that's there when the Nile is low. I know it doesn't like it, no, it doesn't vary its water level as much as it used to, but it could be that those are things that are there when the Nile's low because yeah. they do appear to be on the edges still. But whatever, the point is, you're at the edge of the Nile. Yep. Uh. Well, my research indicates that this is the most likely position of the base, but. We don't know where exactly it is from here. Amriel, do you want to do an aerial survey? I could do that. Egyptian bra Egyptian Raider Raid is grapefruit flavored. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not it's great. We can't taste it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amriel can taste it. <laughs> well, she she's probably... a demon. Yeah, she she probably appreciates the flavor of grapefruit. Yeah, I, I certainly just turns to ash in her mouth. I had my first grapefruit <laughs> juice when I was in Shanghai. I did not appreciate it. I was like, "Oh my god, why do people drink that?" Yeah. Um, it's All right. So way yeah. Too sour. Um, Amriel Amriel spreads her wings and and takes flight and uh, she's gonna do an aerial survey, see what she can find. All right. Are you gonna roll anything? Yeah. Um, which I, I'm I'm gonna go with investigation this time. It's the same. Uh, I got them both a plus one. Um, right. But I'll just look for I'll look for physical signs. All right. This time instead of like magical ley lines and stuff. Yeah, okay. that's right. All right. Um, I got a plus one. Um, nice. I'm going to invoke uh, one of my aspects for a plus two to bump that up to a plus three. Which um, aspect and why? Uh, my, my, the aspect I'm going to invoke is older than Methuselah, literally. Um, because Amriel has been around for a long time. Um, and she's seen a lot of, you know, being a, being a, a soldier in, or formerly a soldier in Heaven's Army... Uh, and then a, a soldier of, in Hell's Army. And then a soldier in Hell's Army. She's seen a lot of people try to hide their positions. Um, so she knows a lot of the a lot of the common tricks. I can't remember the name of the Jewish ninjas that are from history. They're basically the earliest example of cloaked assassins. Um, what you just made me think of there. <laughs> For some reason. Anyway, uh, sure. So you're you're you having a look around. Um, with that invoke, you look around, and it's not obvious that there's any buried structures from the air. However, people live near here. If it's here, they, they must seen. know something. Mm. There's got to be someone in that town that's willing to talk. 
And if they're not, hey, we can work with that too. Yeah, <laughs> you're a demon, so you know. Um. All right. So yeah, Amriel touches down, and she says, uh, "I I see nothing from the air, but uh, this place is crawling with humans. Uh, one of them must have seen something." Hmm. Well, we should talk to them. Amriel looks meaningfully over at uh, Yuri. Hmm. What? What are you looking at me for? <laughs> I'm like, trying to what? see what you think. What? <laughs> well, I just, I just feel like any meaningful look from Azrael is like mildly disconcerting. Yeah. Now well, I'm Azrael. Apparently, I, I'm all over the place. <laughs> I know um, you're all the angel names. Amriel. She oh, says, yeah. she says, well, yeah, yeah, the options are. The vaguely human-looking robot, the mm-hmm. effluvium, <laughs> or well, the horribly disfigured demon. Kids love robots. Kids, true. I can translate for you. Ideal. How about yeah, Emerald? You stay here. Amriel could stay here and do some arcane stuff. Um, well, Amriel doesn't really have very much arcane knowledge. Most of her power is beating the shit out of things. Well, yeah, but you might find something. I mean, I'm not going to fuck you hard if you fail. All right. Uh, yeah, in that case, I will uh, I will continue to... As long as you don't there. try and cast a spell, you'll be fine. Yeah. All right then. Uh, I'm I'm going to continue to scout from the air to see what I can find as far as uh, magical signs or you know anything that trips my radar. We might go like ten minutes overtime, but I'm not no, gonna, that's fine. I'm not going to go any more than that, All right. so that you know. So we're pretty close to the end now. Um, so Yuri. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you going to go in town? What kind of uh, location are you going to look for? It's a pretty small town. Yeah. Um, there's only one or two, like, shop fronts, if any. Okay, um, um, I'm going to actually just kind of, like, rumble down the main street kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, slowly. Um, kind of thinking, given that uh, we have this enormous <laughs> tricked-out car, um, that we might gather a bunch of the local children... Presumably. Well, you pretty much already drove through the town to get here, so you're basically just going back along the road you came in. Yeah. Unless you came down the coast here, which I doubt, because it's not the most obvious way to get to your location. Um, so, yeah, you know, some kids were looking down the road, and then you... You're, are you walking in your robot, or are you driving no, the car? In the, in the car. Drag? All right, so you're rolling the car back down the drag there, and some kids are, like, coming out and looking, and they're saying, like, oh, oh who are you in Arabic, and blah, 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 blah. Oh, they um, all seem very excited by your weird-ass car. Yeah, I'll, I'll shift back into the the samurai um, in the driver's seat and kind of, like, lean out the window, um, looking back at Greg being like, you, you got this? No. <laughs> he just, like, whisper to me. Greg, um, on the back seat of the yes. Datsun 10,000, there is a case of Raiderade. Oh. 
would uh, ask the young human children if they would like some free Raiderade. Is that suitable for children? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> this well, one is so in, in, in Egypt, they don't have to put that advisory on the can. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of like look at the bottle and I'm like, there's nothing on here that says against it. <laughs> this one is still trying to it's understand the limits of biological fun. functions. <laughs> Um, Caffeine yeah, is got... only a mild narcotic. Mm. I'm pretty sure they probably drink coffee anyway. Anyway, or tea. Um, yeah, I don't think the kids would. To be yeah. honest, they I would probably be drinking tea. Coffee stuff. Yeah. Ian Ian posted this thing on Facebook earlier about a coffee shop in Australia, actually, that has uh, yeah, drink, it's in Adelaide. Yeah, a drink that contains half of what scientists suspect is the lethal limit <laughs> of caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been doing the rounds on social media. So they just dump powdered caffeine into it? Maybe we should go to Adelaide for a insert quest here trip. Yeah, I don't even drink coffee, but I feel like that'd be a fun adventure. Um, uh, yeah, I like toss a couple of bottles of Randorite down to them um, and lean out the window to um, be like, uh, hey kids, you... Uh, we're looking for a top secret base. Uh, you know any strange things around? Any cool stuff? Hmm? Greg, do Greg? you do you translate? Is yes. it humorous when you translate, or is it just an exact translation? Yeah, uh, how does Greg translate it? No, I'll just I'll just translate exactly what he says. Okay. Uh, and then vice versa, <laughs> what they say. The kids yeah. seem to say nothing of substance, to be honest. Mm. Uh, and then you see uh, there's like a tea house sort of thing. Tea houses in um, the Middle East and the Egypt and places like that tend to look a bit more like um, it's, it's tea, and it's also like a hookah bar. And they have they don't they have mm -hmm. black tea, obviously, and like the tea is sort of looks like they have like sugar cane crystals and stuff that they pour the tea through. It's kind yeah. of a, a bit of a pouring method similar to prepping absinthe in that mm -hmm. regard. So it's sort of like an open shop front. And, like, you see a bunch of peop old people stand up and then this old uh, woman walks towards you and is, like, shooing the children away. And she's like, what are you... Uh, Greg translate, what are you doing corrupting our youth? <laughs> uh, well, we meant no offense. So what are you? What are you? What are you doing? What do you want? What are you looking for? How can we move you out of our town? <laughs> uh, uh, we hear there might be uh, some sort of uh, anomalous structure around. Anomalous doesn't quite translate too well. The woman is confused. Uh, strange. You know of any strange plants or undead mummies? Ah, ah this business. Ugh. Fine. Sure. She takes you to a house okay. on the edge of town. Um, she knocks on the door and an older gentleman comes in and is like, what? what do I need? They, they, they talk. The basement is men mentioned. 
basements are not common features of houses in Egypt, I wouldn't think. Now that I know why basements are built. Um, and uh, he sort of shows you gestures for Yuri to follow him inside. Okay, yeah. Not me? Well, you can also come inside. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't assume that the cloud is the one to be gestured to. <laughs> yeah, indeed. That's true. Fair assumption. Who assumes that the cloud is in charge? Uh, what is that hookah smoke just hovering there for? Yeah. <laughs> you come inside, and then he sort of uh, pushes aside a table, uh, and there's a rug. Why would you put, like, a nice rug under a table? Uh, and then he pulls the rug aside. He pulls the rug aside, and there's it's not a secret door so much as it is a bunch of wooden planks in a dirt floor. Well, a sort of a concrete floor. It's so worn and old that it looks like a dirt floor. Mm -hmm. And he lifts up the planks, and there's sort of... It almost is like a large stone well that goes mm -hmm. down real deep. Notice that the farmland around here is... Doing the farmland is doing real well. Uh, like, it yep, seems it like their crops are the other crops around at the moment seem to be sort of um, still in their growing cycle. Where are these look like they're ready to harvest? Um, and it looks like this town's doing all right for itself. It's pretty much the farmland that's on this southern tip here, but it mm -hmm. spreads a bit. Um, so perhaps whatever the Meta Gardener did has seeped into the surrounds some. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Greg says to the people, thank you very much for your assistance. Um, uh, it is my understanding that humans enjoy gold. Would you like some gold? Um, yes. Uh, so, Greg, what, what's in the ba Is there anything else in the basement? It's not a, so much a basement as it is an abandoned well. But it's oh. way wider than a well should be. Gotcha. Is there, like, a rock or something lying around on the floor? Sure, you pick up one of the stones that line the well... Like yeah. one of the rough cut stones. Uh, Greg, Greg envelops one of the stones, uh, and my one of my abilities is that I have a workspace and I have craft and repair. So I'm just going to transmute the stone into a brick of gold. Isn't Alchem? No, I'm thinking of um, that other thing. That other. Basically, I'm going to take it apart game. and reassemble it into gold. So yeah, you're taking okay. apart the you're taking apart the, like the atoms then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You're so, adding on some extra uh, electrons and stuff. Yeah, I'm just reassembling it all. So it might be a little smaller, but so the he this the stone like floats up into the middle of Greg and again just sort of evaporates like it's uh, Alka Seltzer dropped it in a cup of water. And then, Does it come out as a uniform shape? Yes, it is a perfect cube. A cube? I would have gone for sphere. Uh, a perfect cube of gold, about yeah. a th probably a third the size um, sure. of the stone you picked up. Uh, you drop it 
uh, <laughs> on the ground. And they're just like, what the... Thank you very much for your assistance. Do you tell them your plan to that you're going to be going into this base and maybe they should get out of the, the this building? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm also going to tell them, if anyone else... Uh, comes by asking about this. Could you tell them that you don't know what they're talking about? I could give you more gold. We don't really know what you guys are doing. Well, I, just don't tell them that you know about this. Sure, we'll try to shoo the weirdos along. <laughs> would, would you like more gold to help you with that task? Um, we, sure. <laughs> I'm basically bribing them. Yeah, so, I uh, follow. So Greg, They're just confused by your demeanor. Yeah, Greg uh, does the same thing again and poops out another cube of gold. Terrifying, some... terrifying bursts of energy as uh, you yeah. fuck around with a weak nuclear force. <laughs> as yeah. as he pulls apart the atoms, the the electricity gouts inside his little cloud get you know more intense. The old man's yeah. hair starts falling out. <laughs> no, it starts standing up. Everyone's hair stands on end. Well, I meant all the radiation you'd probably be producing <laughs> from <laughs> basically transmuting atoms. Yeah. You're, you know. Well, I guess fusion doesn't produce. No, but you've got to perform fission first. You've got to. Yeah. You've got to take these things apart before you can it's, add them it's together. Hand wavy. It's hand wavy super science. I know. Well, presumably is you. You'd use the radiation produced to power the uh, further reactions. So, you know, exactly. it's quite of efficient. Course. Yes. And if there's any extra, it just powers me. Yeah, it's very close to perpetual energy, except for the fact that, you know, certain molecules are completely destroyed. Wow. Well, converted into energy because they, they can't had be it destroyed. Coming. In yeah, that case, um, Amriel's going to head toward the house that is, like, flashing distance. <laughs> <laughs> did you make that arcana roll, by the way? I, I did info. not. Let's, let's so see. Yeah, because there's still info you might get from it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm at plus two. Well, so you're pretty sure you know how Scout Team 1 spotted this. You assume that Scout Team 1 has some kind of sorcerer on their team because, holy fuck, there's a shit ton of energy under here. Oof. It's like... Uh, it's like... Um, a release valve hasn't been opened for a few years. Oh. Oh. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of magical energy pent up under this spot uh, waiting to be released. So the base has magical blue balls. That's, that's great. <laughs> that's not how I'd put it. But, sure. <laughs> but yes, you guys now have the location of the base. And so next run, we'll begin our infiltration. Bum, bum, bum. I can't nice. remember. Are there end of session things in this? I don't think so. I don't yeah. know. Cool. So, yeah, it'd probably be end of adventure either way. So that yeah. will be next yeah. run. I know you can yeah. choose uh, to give us milestones if you want, but I don't think we've really earned one yet. I also don't fully understand how milestones work yet, because we didn't really deal with them properly in Gods and Monsters. Yeah. Uh, so that's one of the things I need to look up uh, between 
this week and next week. Although we'll see how next week goes because our next game day is the day that uh, Google Hangouts on Air stops being a thing. Oh, what is happening to it? We're meant to be switching to YouTube Live, but Google hasn't made it clear how that's going to work. So, Ooh. Oh, boy. That'll be a yeah. fun experience. Yeah. Indeed. We may not run next week, but no. hopefully it'll work fine. <laughs> We yeah, might have to I'm switch sure. to we might have to switch to local audio recording for online games because Google Hangouts will still be real. Google Hangouts on air will not. Uh, right. Um, at the moment, if you go to YouTube Live and try to schedule an on air a live event, it basically says, "Do you want to use custom conferencing software or do you want to use Google Hangouts on air?" And I'm like. Is that what the option's going to be after September 13? Because would Skype work? If we use Skype, we basically have to do localized recording because Skype doesn't support uh, gotcha. in software recording. I mean, doing local recording wouldn't be that bad. It's difficult. It's just annoying to edit because I yeah. have to match up four audio tracks. Yeah. We'll see how we go. We'll see what happens. I will All try right. and get on early and work out what's going to happen. Either way, everyone should try and have Audacity uh, installed on their computer for next week. Because if it turns out we need to do local recording, you can do it in that. And it's free software. Yep. Sounds Ryan great. probably already has it. Yep. It's what I use to edit the podcast. Yep. Yeah. Brilliant. All right. So how did you guys find the first run of Base Raiders? It's good. Yeah. I, mean, I really liked it. Yeah. I hate character creation of the system. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Strange, yeah. Strange Fate is a huge pain in the ass up front, and then it plays wonderfully. Yeah. Yeah. It's got the same thing as Wild Talents, where it's like they they for some reason the game designers think that the charts they've made are really easy to follow, but they're not. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, it, and the and whole it, like, and character creation flow isn't quite really like... Yeah, the way the character strange. creation chapter is laid out in Base Raiders is not optimal, in my opinion. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't like the way that it explains all the ways to build strange skills before it shows you what a normal skill it looks like. It is. Yeah. yeah. I think that oh, yeah, it should definitely. be normal skills. Then it explains strange skills because then it would then you know whether you even need a strange skill. You might just right. pick normal skills and be really really good at them. Yeah, yeah. Or bump and a normal skill up to you know a different tier. Yeah, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, and there's a lot of uh, it's easy to miss like some of the like explanation points like the pyramid thing and that kind of stuff like they should really be in like pool boxes so you don't like miss that point yeah because yeah. you have to like really thoroughly read the whole section like multiple times to make sure you haven't missed any like nuanced bits i end us i understand why it is the way it is for the most part like it is that it is this complicated so you can create the powers you need yeah the customization but just because that's yeah, just because it's complicated doesn't mean just because just because that's great doesn't mean that it's also easy to follow. Like, yeah, just and some kind of like necessary. trapping summary would be good because like checking whether a trapping has like tier benefits is like always a pain because you're like you have to go yeah. and check that one. Yes, it does. What are they? Do I have them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
but we got through it. Yeah. Oh, the the um, outer that's... the outer dungeon to this level to this space wasn't as difficult either as yeah. it will necessarily be in future games because I yeah. knew we'd have to do a lot of setup. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, um, and just something I should keep in mind, which would affect the car mostly, which would be good. Uh, I have craft at ascendant tier, so once per session, um, I can spend a fate point to create a theme appropriate piece of work a piece of equipment with three improvements or add two improvements to an existing piece of equipment that lasts for the rest of the session. So like the rest I could of give the a car. Oh, that's, that's really useful for when you guys are prepping for a yeah. base race. So big, like, because... oh, okay, our car has wings and a jet engine now. Right. Yeah. Oh, we're going to be racing through the snow. It's got snow treads. Base yeah. on the moon, it's a fucking space car now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, just have to, yeah. I just have to spend a fate point to do it. Yeah, that'll be cool. All right, sweet. So don't refresh any of your fate spends because basically these are two-part adventures. Yeah. So your fate points will be at the same when we start next time. Uh, But, yeah, I think you guys did well. I like the way this works. I think it's going to be fun to play. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like it. Yeah, I think our characters have a great dynamic. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I'm going to stop the broadcast now. Uh, Farewell from the past. I'm Raymond.